0: Hello and welcome to the Easy Allies Podcast. I'll be your moderator, Brandon Jones. Joining me this week, panelists Ben Moore. Bang, bang. Brad Ellis. Bang, bang. (laughs) And my scruffy-looking Nerf Herd and co-moderator, Daniel Bloodworth. (laughs) Hi. Distinguished guests, we are here to talk about some of the biggest headlines in the world of video games. But before we do that, we must answer for all of the mistakes we made last week. Daniel Bloodworth, begin corrections music, please. Boop. Uh, we did uh, Pop-Tarts and Toaster Strudels, and Ben, the comments were upset. I did not mention Atelier Rise of Two, Lost Legends, and The Secret Fairy, which comes out on January 26th.
1: I, I would not be able to help you there. As Blood well knows, I've been meaning to get into the Atelier series for ages, and I just haven't,
2: so. Yeah, it feels like since I've known you, almost.
1: Yeah, right. the copy comments <laughs> needed like... to get it into Pop-Tarts, and it didn't. Yep. It,
3: it, is, yeah. it is funny, because it's like, I'm familiar with the series, because it was, like, one of the first things that was, like, thrown at me at game trailers was, like, a Atelier game for the PS2, but I haven't really played anything since then, so I have no idea how it's changed.
0: I like to imagine the copy physically being chucked at your head. Uh, Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds was originally based on the Star Wars trilogy, the, you know, episodes four through six. There was an expansion pack released almost a year later, which added content from the prequels. I played them both at the same time. Apparently forgot the four through six stuff. I guess I'm a little prequel-focused. Uh, Hitman 1 and 2 are not included in Hitman 3 for free. They will run inside of the game, but it's not like you buy Hitman 3 and you get all three of those games. Um, but all you got to do is, is boot up Hitman 3, just like 2 uh, included the levels from 1. Uh, Twas Arkham Knight's cinematic trailer that had the letter from Thomas Wayne. It was not Origins. It seemed to Uh, be Origins, because I got that in my head, because it was like, you know, the origin of Batman. But, uh, that was the last game. Two Batman
2: fans messing it up.
0: Two two Batman fans? Trailer fan, too. Messing up a Batman trailer. Feels bad. Feels bad. Hey, speaking of, Brad, I got one for you. Hey, shots fired. Uh, Disney Plus lacks, of course, Homecoming, Far From Home, and The Incredible Hulk, so not all of the MCU. We did say, hey, all the MCU's in there. It's not you. So you got those three missing, of course. Oh, because um, Disney doesn't own those things. So, I don't but care. most of the MCU, <laughs> all the all the MCU that really, I would say, of the three of those, Homecoming is probably the one that you would want to check out if you want to sure. experience all of that. You can skip the other two, I think. Um, I forgot to close out Or Wars yet again. Hopefully, I'll remember at the end of the year. And uh, we talked. I didn't want to mention any ports or. Um, uh, updates or anything when we did pop tarts and toast strudels but I did mention the pedestrian which is coming to PlayStation 4 uh, and that is already out on PC it has been since January of 2020 and corrections music please Doop. we got some news that I'm extremely excited to get into before we do that it's it's good news <laughs> but I got some even oh. Better news, just some jolly news, a silver lining, something we can be excited about in the world of video games. Uh, Awesome Games Done Quick just wrapped up. Was fully digital for the first time ever. Not the first time Games Done Quick was done digitally. Summer Games Done Quick uh, was the summer both of those events pivoted. Uh, It ran from January 3rd through the 10th. Not only was it a ton of fun, but it raised 2.75 million dollars for the Prevent Cancer Foundation and since its inception in 2010 Games Done Quick has raised over 31 million dollars for charities worldwide Uh, not only from those two events which they uh, like to do every year but from other spontaneous events that they've done as well so kudos to that team
1: Uh, Brad I watched the Mortal Shell run that Mm -hmm. they did and the guy who ran it did not get in a shell the entire game it was a shellless run yeah yeah People are crazy. It's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's crazy how, how big that's gotten as well. You know, it used to be just something I'd hear about because people were watching it on Twitch. And like, now like, I actually get press releases for these things. Oh. Yeah. Oh.
0: It's funny you not only beat the game fast, but beat the game with just some crazy challenge. It's yeah. just like, kudos. And I love the new games, too. I love like any game that's come out between one of their events. That's just like, wow, mm-hmm. somebody, in that short amount of time, somebody mastered that. Well done. Mastering for charity. Lucasfilm Games is a thing. Again. Again. It was a thing. I had to be reminded of this. Thank you, IGN. It was called Lucasfilm Games until it became LucasArts in 1990. So, you know, in the, in the uh, you know Monkey Island, Maniac Mansion era, it was already Lucasfilm Games. Then it switched to LucasArts. Um, then it didn't exist. Now it's back. <laughs> um, and uh, I thought that would be a fun thing to speculate and talk about. But then, on top of Lucasfilm Games being announced... Uh, The tweet said, With Lucasfilm and the galaxy far, far away entering a new and unprecedented phase of creativity, so will the world of Lucasfilm Games, developed in collaboration with the finest studios across the industry. Right after that happened, Machine Games, who Ben, you have had some experience with. I mean, we all have, have, but you have definitely uh, experienced a lot of their stuff recently. uh, Responsible for the last five Wolfenstein games and Quake Dimensions of the Past... I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know, know what, what that is, that is either. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is apparently making a new Indiana Jones game. Uh, had a very silly short teaser. <laughs> this could have just been a press release. They they, they bothered to, to get the CG department in there and uh, give us a, a desk, a camera with the new Lucasfilm Games logo on it. Um, and... Uh, I want to start with you, Ben, because you know you mm-hmm. have not only ex- experienced a lot of stuff from this team, but you have spoke you know sung the praises of the incredible work that this team has done. Yeah, um, and they they did take on a property with Wolfenstein that they, you know machine games was not responsible for creating that property, but they were like, we want to bring this, you know, you know back to you know we want, we want to achieve what is possible with this franchise. And as an Indiana Jones fan, I would certainly hope that they do that with this property as well. How do you feel about them getting indiana jones
1: yeah i think machine games the the credit that i would always say about them is like they're just so ambitious and they seem very restless in what they're doing i mean you look at new order versus new colossus and like on the surface they're pretty similar but the tone that they strike uh, it's just wild. Like, I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking about the end specifically of New Colossus, and it has, like, one of the craziest cutscenes I've ever seen. Like, it's just like, I can't believe this is happening. Um, and so, you know, they're always going for it, and I know it's not always equally enjoyed by everyone. Um, the, I, I I know there's been a pretty substantial pushback to Youngblood. That's the name of the co-op one, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. The yeah, most yeah, yeah. recent. Um, Blood, yeah, there. Youngblood. Yeah, I know there's been some pushback in that, but for my money, I really like a lot of what they've done, and I I think that's exactly the kind of studio that I want working on Indiana Jones, because, like, I don't know. I I don't know what this game is going to be, but I I don't want it to just be, like, another Uncharted-like game, you know? Um we we've just been so saturated with that not that i have anything against uncharted or that style of games but i just want something that feels different
3: right yeah i mean i think one thing you know and it's it's probably not something to worry about but it's it's interesting because you know like you're saying like they go really over the top with wolfenstein and indiana jones is very Mm -hmm. much a pg-13 you know like, there's violence, but, you know, it's generally something that, like, you would watch with the whole family a lot of the times. Um, Dude
0: rips a right. dude's heart yeah. out, you know. And and yeah, goes. Dude, those faces
3: dude's melt yeah, dude's the whole face family. melts
0: off, you know. <laughs> guy yeah. guy, guy yeah. turns into a skeleton and, and gets blown away. You know, there are some some pretty savage, creepy-looking things every now and then. So, spike through the eyeball, you know.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but it's still, it's like, it's definitely something that, like, I watched as a kid, you know, and had, there were toys mm-hmm. and everything else, you know. And so, I think they're, they're you know, somewhat... Of a balance there you know mm-hmm. and i think maybe it was just because of the, that that time like maybe the effects weren't that believable you know it's like like high yeah. face melt is not the most convincing thing in the world um uh, in a way this almost feels similar to um
1: gorilla where like think about like the tone kill zone had and how different it is in horizon but they were able right. to you know effectively transition i i have enough Faith in machine games that will probably, hopefully, feel like. Yeah,
2: that. I don't want it to feel like Wolfenstein at all in tone. Yeah, yeah, right. I think that's fair. But yeah, I think they're. I think they'll do a great job. Actually, I think they could bring something new to indie.
3: Looking forward to some Zeppelins. Remember the, <laughs> the yeah Zeppelins they went on. That was fun. Um, but aside from the indie announcement, the the thing that strikes me is. Like, I know this isn't the same as, like, Disney announcing, like, a full studio or something, but it it is funny to me how wishy-washy they are. They keep going back and forth on whether or not they want to be, like, really participating in this industry or just licensing things out. Yeah. And this is sort of a middle ground, but it feels like, hey, we're going to make a big deal about games again. And, like, again? Like, this is, like, Mm -hmm. the roller coaster that I feel like with Disney, there's, like... At one point, you know, they were like, we're going to, you know, invest more in games. And they had, they bought BlackRock Studios. He'd made uh, Pure and Split Second, you know, and then like, you know, games really aren't for us. And then they, you know, shuttered the studio. And and then Infinity came out. And then Jones, you've got that, that, you know, sad story of Infinity going away for no particular reason. And then even them buying LucasArts, right? Like, they shut they shut down that studio that had been going since the 80s and now it's like oh lucasfilm games it's a thing that we're gonna do now and and yeah it's just maybe a few people with some oversight on this stuff but it's it feels weird <laughs> it feels weird for the back and forth of are you in or are you out disney what are you doing
1: yep brennan i'm not sure if you mentioned this but the indie game is being uh, executively produced by todd howard which oh boy
3: he I feel like the idea, apparently.
1: I feel like, th- in a way, that kind of puts this weird cloud over it, where I, I just feel like he's been so memed, and, uh, uh, you know, yeah. people have, he's definitely he taken, is. like, a brunt of the criticisms for things like Fallout 76, that I, I don't know, it's a weird thing to go into a new game with, but maybe this will turn it yeah. around.
0: How could he be doing Starfield, Elder Scrolls 6, and this all at the same time? It's Todd Howard, baby. And, yeah, executive producing something is always kind of the question mark of how, how involved yeah. are they going to be? Is, right. this just right, something, right, right. is he just a big fan? Is this something kind of fun that he wanted to attach his name to? Um, I, th- I think right. one of the other things that's, that's odd blood is not just, obviously, you know, Disney owns this property and, get, like, how much are they investing in games? What is Lucas slash Lucasfilm Games' history in games? What's indie's history in games? Like indie right. hasn't been around PCAs. for a while. Like,
3: well, what, there S-A-S. was there was an indie game that was in development when huh? LucasArts was shut down.
0: Yeah, uh, was it E three? Somebody shared a picture of E three two thousand and seven. I think. Um, I think it was, it was mostly in the Far East. I remember he was on like a cable car in one thing. I think mm. it was like coming to the Wii. And that didn't happen. No. Um, yeah.
3: There was and, that N sixty four game that was pretty rare that I think Factor and the Five Cursed
0: machine? machine or something. No, that or? was the
2: SNES one. I think. Well, the well SNES, they made that too. Yeah, the Fact SNES was the,
0: the collection. It was kind of them. It Felt bad for Indy because Super Star Wars, each of those you know movies was Separate. powerful enough to get their own game. Then they're just like, ah, we'll just slap all of you know the trilogy and yeah. in, in, into one game.
3: Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine. Infernal
0: Machine. There yeah. it is. Um, they made N sixty four one too. Cool. Seemed like a tricky thing. It just seemed like a weird property that just was kind of Superman. It just like was hard to, hard hard, hard to bring him back. Uh, and so, from a gameplay standpoint, uh, I think it's fascinating. Machine games make sense to me because, like you were saying, Ben, the Wolfenstein games are extremely over the top. But you know, despite mm-hmm. the gore, despite people in gold suits jumping all over the place, there also is a really strong emotional core to those games like i really got emotionally invested and they really did a good job you know creating and defining very different characters and you know giving you opportunities to really get to know them and, and really get to see them in a space that made sense and you know see those characters grow throughout the story and there's very interesting characters in these indiana jones films and so whereas right away you know i was like okay well they do time periods really well. It's fun to see them kind of twist, you know, what if the Nazis Uh had won, but like, oh, okay. And obviously Nazis, like, but um, specifically from a storytelling standpoint, that excited me. And then I thought, wait a minute, every game they've ever made is first person, and there's no way an indie game is first person. Right? Could it just strictly be a shooter? I really don't think so. Right.
3: Yeah, I hope it's not. I doubt it. The whip would be weird for sure. So...
0: Do you have confidence in that? And are there any other developers that you can think that pivoted from you know five, six first-person games in a row to doing a third-person game? Yeah, Guerrilla Games. Right. Yeah. Um, so you know, I don't want to say something like that's not possible, but it's just that's an interesting move, uh, interesting to invest in them, and mm-hmm. interesting for them to be like, yes, let's take that on, uh, because that's something definitely that we can do in this gen.
3: Yeah, and I think. You know, again, looking from the Lucasfilm perspective, like, they're going to want to see Indiana Jones in every screenshot as well. Yeah. Which brings us to the big question that I have Who's playing Indiana Jones?
1: (laughs) Oh, I'll definitely play it, yeah. Troy Baker. No, no. (laughs) Troy Baker. Oh, of course. course. I love that band. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. I'll definitely
0: play it. Blood got a coat? I'll play it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, uh, Yeah, do we want do we want an I mean obviously uh, I mean, I don't want Ford kinda, you know, getting off the couch, I'll do it, fine. You know, like He's not gonna do it, dude. No, no way. It's
2: gonna be like young Indiana Jones or something.
0: Um Yeah, is this is this a James Bond situation? Are we finally at a point where you know, we would cast somebody that would hopefully be in this role for a franchise. Is this somebody who's going to play the Harrison Ford version of Indiana Jones? Or would it be completely out of left field to like, I'm not talking like a crazy like goatee or something. But like, you know, another actor coming in being like, I'm not going to do a Ford impression, man. I really want to come in and embody this role and, and make it my own. Do you think
3: that's yeah, something think people that's would be willing point. to accept? Uh, because, yeah, I don't know. Other than... Young Indy, as Brad pointed out, which I forgot about um yeah, I don't know if that many people have actually played him um but they like you know we saw that whole thing with spider man right where they're like well we the guy the guy that we had before doesn't work on p s five it's not convincing anymore, whatever you, know? yeah. so we need another you know face actor, and so yeah, so that's that's a curious thing it's like is it going to be face and voice or are they going to be separate you know how are they actually going to to cast somebody in that role this time around
1: yeah i no no voice actor springs to mind but i think one of the things, especially the last generation has made clear. Like, I I just feel like the quality of voice acting has gone so much Mm -hmm. up up so much, even just in a single generation. Um, We've had some truly just outstanding performances and people just showing incredible range that I don't know, like years ago, I maybe would have been more nervous at this prospect, but now it's like, yeah, I'm sure that they can find somebody that will nail it in however they choose to do so. That's, that's
0: a good amount of confidence. I I think I will love it because I'm I think I'm at a point where I would want something new and different to happen with indiana jones like i don't need necessarily more indiana jones like when i was a kid i was reading like choose your own adventures you know i was playing fate of atlantis like like it seemed like there was a time that even though ford was still playing the role i was used to different versions of Mm indy indy was always like a character to me it wasn't necessarily associated with an actor um Mm. you know despite how just insanely iconic you know he was in that role um i just I just imagine potentially fans completely rejecting whoever they cast because I don't think that's something that I I see that being a massive announcement I don't see that something that they're just like oh yeah by the way and this guy's playing indie but let's talk about the story it's like wait hold on that's Mm -hmm. a huge deal like that's you know that's that to me to kind of transcends games versus film versus television that's like that's a new indie you know like that's that's something that people have speculated I remember when Crystal Skull came out it was like oh god is Shia LaBeouf gonna be indie now Uh, you know now that he's kind of like potentially carrying on the mantle, he kind of joke like in the end, you know, the, the you know tip of the hat.
1: I mean, isn't isn't there an understanding, though, that, you know, Harrison for his age and if they want to star a, a younger indie, that like you're going to need somebody new? Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm, I, right. I guess I like it's not like it's not like he's like easily available and pr- maybe you know, perfectly aligned with their vision, it's like, no, like, it it makes the most sense for us to get somebody new here based on what we're trying to make this game to be. So I just, I, I, it's hard for me to, like, maybe there will be backlash, but I think it's hard for me to understand that. Oh, Mm. there'll be backlash for, Um,
2: there always is.
3: Actually, a fair point, though, Brandon, um, what are, do you know anything about, like, what their plans are for indie and the films? Because I wouldn't be surprised if they try to, you know, have the same person do both the films and the game. They are gonna do something new, some kind of reboot.
0: I would be floored if they cast somebody in both a film and game, just because those egos, those, like those egos lot. are usually com- like living in two different fantasy lands. Like, yeah, uh, Five has been knocked around for a long time. Spielberger says he wants to do it. I don't think Lucas is very involved. It, you know, Harrison was like, all right, but it just kept, you know, especially you with gotta COVID, kill me this time. Especially with COVID, it's just like <laughs> no, no, no. It's like, like Star like, Wars. A lot of that stuff just keeps getting pushed off. Um, so, it, but it 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 goes in line to me with what Lucasfilm Games is doing, where it's like, it's not just like, oh, let's give this a shot. It's like, we want to make a bunch of these. Like, whoever this is going to be, this is indie now. Like, like at least in games. Whereas, like, a fifth film wouldn't be like, alright, time to make another trilogy. It's just like, alright, let's see if we can ring one more, you know, hmm. uh, month of shooting out of Harrison before it hopefully he won't break his ankle again, you know. Um, but uh i'm excited for it i just i I think that's just a big weight to put on one actor's shoulders you know to 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 have to like you know pick pick up this mantle
3: uh Uh, one of the questions i kind of have and and i'm sure somebody's addressed this already is you know i mean bethesda is owned by microsoft now mm -hmm. you know it's like how he's like you have to wonder like how do these deals like how do they get to know? Like, what's the the NDA? <laughs> like, hey, we've uh, we've got this other thing going on right now uh, with Disney and. <laughs> Blood, you've cracked the code. Phil yeah. Spencer is going to be the new indie.
1: He's gonna come out on oh, stage. Shit, he's gonna dude. put on the hat. <laughs> the hat like <laughs> raises. It's <up>. me. <laughs> it's, yeah. But I just
3: have to imagine that Disney is not interested in giving Microsoft an exclusive, so this is probably going to like, even though this game's not going to come out for two or three years, it. You know, it's probably still gonna be on PlayStation so it's just fascinating to think but, about that
1: yeah but the, it could it just be a timed exclusive right like mm-hmm. could it be a yeah, maybe absolutely. yeah
0: um yeah it's gonna be interesting to see and obviously this is gonna take you know forever to come out um you know Brad I know you you know like me you, you dig the Star Wars but uh, are you uh, sure do you an indie fan as well do you oh yeah I love what Indiana you, Jones what do you need for an indie game what's what's what's, what do I what's need? essential what if you hmm. used to have like the historical the, the artifacts, board. Jones? Gotta right. have
2: the artifacts, man. Something with a curse, maybe.
0: There you go. That's yeah. that's that's something I want to touch on because I think that's the big difference. I think with Uncharted because I've played. I started two, didn't touch three at all. But I've played one and four all the way through, and. They, <laughs> Poor guy's just always trying to make money. <laughs> That's like the main thing. Is he's just like just once? I just want to. I just mm-hmm. want to actually get the treasure and take it home and sell it, so I don't have to do this anymore. Where there's always some kind of power struggle in indie films. It's always like you don't know what you're dealing with. Like these people going after this artifact don't understand its true power. Right. Uh, and even though he's gone all around the world, there's been all these different stories. It always kind of seems to be the theme. And there have been supernatural elements of the Uncharted series, but I think that the, the more I okay. just kind of like you know, mm-hmm. sat on this idea this week. I think that's something that uh, is important to those series. I wonder if just anything else jumps out from all of you. Obviously, big characters. and
2: I always think of, like, biblical things, like artifacts, especially like that, because they're always tied in there. And I don't necessarily need it tied around, like, Nazis or anything. Like, I don't even know when this is going to take place. Right. could be, you know, when he's, like, a teen. I think it'll be pretty early in his career, because they're going to want to make three games. Like, there's no way they're making one game with the intent right. of one game. So... Yeah, I hope they maybe somewhere we never seen Indiana Jones go. I like I don't I haven't played like a lot of the uh the, the games you have Jones like Atlantis, but I think something like that could be pretty cool. I'll
3: yeah, like, I think you know, one of the like, things is just like not going, you know, I, and I kind of alluded to this, but in a different way, just tonally like you don't want Indy to be just like a gunfight over and over again right so i think that's going to be the question yeah. is like how do they make that gameplay work in a way to where you know is like want to be more of a stealth game or more of an adventure game and just it's like be how do you yeah but that's the thing is like people criticize uncharted all the time for feeling like there's too much shooting for you know the, the characters that are involved hmm.
2: it's a video game though gonna have to I... whip some people we're gonna have to shoot some
1: people yeah I think it would be really neat to have like a lot of traps yes, dude. that mm-hmm. great point. that like you, you kind of have to develop a skill to like just as a player, I mean your own player skill to see, identify the traps and then maybe you have to like get creative and like use environments or use objects in the environments to trigger the traps or you could even have it be like interconnected where it's like, okay, there's this trap in this one location. I don't know how to get through it. I'll go to this other location, like, you know, get an artifact or whatever, and I'll also get something in that place that helps me get Holy through shit. this other thing, sort of like dude, a yeah, Metroidvania style. you're thinking of like a
2: Zelda dungeon or something, dude. That yeah. hyped. That's yeah. the
3: thing, though. Like, this is the sort of stuff that inspired Zelda dungeons. Like, it, you've got to have crazy mm. traps in, in these places.
0: Yeah, man. I like how in the Arkham games, he takes damage as the game goes on. Like, the suit gets weathered suit, yeah. and starts to mm-hmm. rip apart. And I like the the Temple of Doom sleeve ripped off. If, like, you know, you go to a Halloween party and he doesn't have the sleeve, you're like, nice. <laughs> like, that's a mm-hmm. reference. It was very specifically Temple of Doom indie. Um So it'd be fun if, like, he, you know, you can see the stains and the, the, sure, the, yeah. the, the dirt and the wear and scars and stuff like that. Um, obviously, the hat mechanics would be fun to just, there's, like, a thing... Where it's like, oh, damn, where'd my hat at- go? You know, like in, in Red Dead, you can see it, you know, like for a specific deal. We're like, okay, got to put that back on or, you know, some kind of magic. <laughs> like the Thor's hammer just like comes mm-hmm. back to you at any time. Um, uh, Yeah, It and, and also, you know, it's gonna be really fascinating to see who they cast as indie, and it would be, you know, I fully give that team the right to just create a completely brand new cast of characters. But like... We could be potentially recasting Sala, Brody his dad Marion short round you know mm-hmm. like is mm-hmm. is this going to are, you know is but think about this a lot is machine games potentially going to make something that just kind of easily slides into the start like you know we're just coming into the lore we don't wanna, you know no quarrel or are they going to be like nah reboot let's th- you just forget the movies start over you know I like think or that a little bit of both
2: like what I would prefer hmm. so they can just do whatever they want. Like I don't need it to fit in the Indiana Jones timeline, I guess. But I guess if it did, I wouldn't be upset. But then again, it has to be young indie, essentially.
0: I one of my favorite sly indie jokes. I like when he's going through the catacombs underneath uh, uh, Venice, and he's (laughs) you know going through all the the drawings on the wall, and he's like, "That's the Ark of the Covenant." She says, "You sure?" He's like, "Pretty sure." and so it'd be, it'd be fun, like, little little nods like that if it's, like, later in his life or earlier in his life or, like, either foreshadowing things that happen in the future very subtly. Oh, man, know, I can't for wait for the
2: Skyrim Easter egg on those walls when he's going to be reading them. Like, <laughs> oh, right there.
0: This just going to be some Dovahkiin. <laughs> uh-huh. But obviously super, super far away.
1: Yeah. If there's an arrow in the knee joke, I'm ejecting the disc. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
0: This was a Twitter morning for sure. I get up in the morning, and I check Twitter, and I'm like, what, did I, what happened? What did I miss? Everybody's just like, Jonesy, whew, like, really excited. And so I, I, find I had to relax, had to calm down. Okay, we're getting a new indie game. Man, is that exciting, but it's a long ways away. But, man, I can't stop thinking about it. And then, bam, coming in to the punch in the gut, just, you know, couple, you know a day later, two days later, Massive Entertainment is making an open-world Star Wars game. You say the words open-world Star Wars game to me. <laughs> salivating. And things happen emotionally. Um, but I understand if people see those words, especially with Ubisoft on the front of that, they're right. like, well, crap. So let's mm-hmm. get that out of the way. Is anybody a little upset <laughs> that Ubisoft is bringing uh, their
3: special is this the formula? the Division people? The yes. Division people, yeah. Correct. I have played those games, so
2: I don't really know.
3: Yeah, I haven't put a lot of time into them. I've, I've dabbled, but... Um... But yeah, so that's actually the thing that I have the most question on is like, is there going to be a multiplayer component to this or Mm -hmm. or are they going to be sticking to single player? Because that will make a huge difference Mm -hmm. in how they design this. Because I could see, you know, I could see something along the lines of Immortals being really cool with Star Wars. But when you talk about the division, when you're more focused on gunplay and loot and stats and stuff, it's like, okay, I I don't know for sure what this game is going to look like. It's probably not going to look a lot like The Division.
2: Yeah, I was thinking more like Assassin in the line of Assassin's Creed kind of open world.
1: <sighs> I, it's just hard when you say open world and Star Wars, because the, then the question is, well, how open is yeah, it, right? I, like, are galaxy? we going to be? Yeah, <laughs> like, like right. is, are we just going to be exploring one planet? Are there going to be multiple planets? Are we going to be able to travel between them? Are we just going to be a Jedi? Or are we going to be, you know, is there a variety of classes? And um, you mentioned being nervous, Brandon. And, and Is
3: this a Knights of the Old Republic type of game? Because I could see them that potentially would be really adapting cool. something along those lines.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so the, I think there are just so many questions. I like that it's not just limited to EA anymore, that it's opened up. Um, I think just because... I enjoyed Star Wars Squadron so much, and I enjoyed Jedi Fallen Order so, so much that I'm feeling pretty optimistic Mm. about Star Wars games in the future. Mm. Uh, But at the same time, I think, you know, we just, we know so little that it's it's hard for me to wrap my head around, like, strong opinions either way. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, but I'm, like, on the fence, because one hand, it's like, well... Fallen Order was so successful. This deal—I mean, these are both deals. We're celebrating deals this week. These aren't <laughs> games. These are literally—and I think I, I'm, I'm seeing some headlines out there. Like a lot of people are like, "Hey, a new game. You know, is you know, uh, you know, Massive Games is working on an indie game." And other people, the headlines like Massive Games got the license. That's it. You know, like this game might not even happen. Neither one of these games might not, even, you know, see well, the you know see the light of day.
3: I actually, it sounds like Massive has been working on this for a little bit longer. The way that they word it. You know they, they talk about being quietly behind the scenes so i yeah I'm curious how long this has been in development well, whereas indie yeah. just feels like this is just dried you know is it so far
0: along in development do you think blood that they know if you're a jedi or not because I think that's probably one of the main questions because that i mean those are vastly different games like if I have a blaster or a lightsaber right. that's a that's a different game yep um and if they if they know I wonder if they would say at li- at this point, at least, just like, "Hey, yeah, you're gonna be a guy blasting around
1: yeah. you know, in an open world game, or, like, or oh, something." Okay,
0: yeah. Um,
1: I mean, just because th- it's division, like trying to imagine a Star Wars game kind of of that template is interesting. Like, I wonder, I wonder if they would go that direction.
0: Which is yeah. yeah Sort of I'm like. what I think. I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking guns. I'm thinking bases. I'm thinking you know tactically overtaking the map, um, which makes me wonder you know if you are a you know a rebel or something that would be fun. Just kind of stranded. I I challenge any developer to make a Star Wars game on one planet. You know, like I know that would feel odd for fans to be like, wait, this is Star Wars. Why aren't I exploring? But like, uh, you know, I would I would enjoy that. Like I wouldn't necessarily see just you know, gonna have an a lot issue of variety to it. Um, Sure. Yeah, you Which have they can to. Do. They can make up anything. Um, but Division Two, I think of you know all of the service games. I think is my favorite model that I've played. Again, it wasn't enough you know to keep me going throughout all of the you know added content that they've put in it. But uh, I thought it was a very believable world in the way it was structured. Uh, I definitely got invested um, in uh, you know progression and just kind of the way it was set up and and understood that like this is built in a way that I'm going to keep going at it. Um, you know or, or gonna be asked to over time but it makes sense like other people are still occupying spaces so like the Empire still coming back and taking over bases and stuff that could be fun but with yeah. the success of Fallen Order it could still be just kind of a standalone you got credits and then you're done
3: yeah I, I looked up the uh, the EA deal uh, it was supposed to be a 10 year deal that started in 2013 so that could indicate that like this game isn't even showing up till 2023 <laughs> uh, until we get it in our hands uh, so yeah it's both of these are definitely a ways off no matter how you look at it
0: a release date far far away but you brought up another excellent point just about electronic arts if we have those three years left we got lego star wars the skywalker saga coming uh later this year uh the inevitable fallen order sequel at least one of those um in the time that they have maybe they'll extend you know just a deal for those Hell games yeah uh does this mean Electronic Arts is taking a, a step back, or does it seem like Lucasfilm Games is just spending a, an obscene amount of money on this stuff?
3: Or it just sounds like they don't want to be tied to one publisher anymore. Mm-hmm. That you know, I think they saw the amount of time that basically got wasted on those projects that didn't that didn't turn <laughs> out. Um, which is also interesting to me that they're announcing these things so early because it's like, <laughs> why don't we get the game into a really good solid state and then you can announce it? <laughs> you
2: Doing it in Hollywood if, style, baby. Just yeah. announce it when the hands are shook. It's just funny enough. to
3: to see you know all those you know attempts at EA that kind of fell flat, uh, and they're basically just running off of Battlefront for so long, and you know, hey, we're going to announce this thing that's not going to be out for a couple of years. It's funny, the indie trailer is so much more elaborate than the
0: Star Wars open world trailer. And so I wonder if, like, you know, Ubisoft is just ready. They're like, can we please, can we just announce this? And mm-hmm. like, Massive's like, wait a minute, or uh, 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 Machine Games. It's like, hold on, wait, we're just, we, we got to render this thing. And then then we can, we'll do it in the same week. Let us go first. Um, but yeah, it definitely seems, it doesn't seem that odd for them to do it. And I just want to clarify that we've talked a lot recently, you know, there's the, the, the mass effect discussion over like having a trailer that doesn't necessarily know things. Both of these videos are ridiculous. They did nothing for me. The, uh, um, Indiana Jones trailer, like, as this super phoned-in electronic keyboard, like, hur, 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 hur.
1: it's
0: like, what? What if it was that? Was that a kazoo or <laughs> something? Like, what are you doing? Like, like as, a, as a mega fan of both of these franchises, like, the video itself did nothing for me. It was just literally like a tweet, you know, like, yeah, yeah okay. A press release that got me excited. Um, but... Potentially, Battlefront Three maybe in the works from Dice. Who knows? You know, like yeah. uh, so I, holy I, I cow, a fair, just a lot. I would actually be a lot of Wayne. Star Wars games coming. <laughs> uh, oversaturation, or is it? Is it time? Is it just you know these you know all all boats will rise and
1: potentially these could all do really well.
2: It ain't slowing down, baby. Movies, shows. Right, I feel like
1: on a podcast, like years and years ago, I was like, "There's too much Star Wars. There's too much Star Wars," and I was definitely feeling oversaturated. But I have been in and out of like a Star Wars obsession that like I'm I'm begging for new games. Like I desperately want (laughs) Mm -hmm. a Fallen Order two. And so I'm I personally I'm not at that point. Like I just I really do want more. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, yeah, the
0: Ben when they announced Fall in Order, and they're like, and it takes place between episodes three and four. It's like, not again, please. I'm so tired yeah, of yeah, the right. pre-four yeah, nonsense. Yeah, yeah. And then again, Fall in
1: Order. I'm like, this is excellent. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, some, my bad. Something we haven't talked about is they just launched the High Republic Initiative, mm-hmm. and it seems like there's so much that you can do in that time period. Like you, you might have a little bit more freedom, so maybe they'll take advantage of yeah, that space. For sure.
0: Which is the only thing, uh, and before we move away from Star Wars, uh, and just Lucas in general, uh, a lot of people in love and respect this week, I will not be getting into those comments in love and respect, but a lot of people are like, ooh, ooh. What else do you want? You know, like what all you know, what other dream projects? Which is funny that we can think of so many things that are already naturally in the works, and then it's just like more. You know, like yes, I want a Star Wars muso but let's calm down and maybe we'll get these next six <laughs> games. Oh God.
1: But be- just like slaughtering like hundreds of gungans. Yes <laughs> is what I'm imagining. Oh, shit. I'm in. I think that the gungans,
0: I think gungans are out. I don't think gungans, gungans don't exist anymore in the universe, sadly. Um but uh Oh they do. I think. High Republic, to me, conflicts with Old Republic. I don't know if we could get an Obsidian Knights of the Old Republic 3 with High Republic well, doing Old, their Old Republic thing is, at the Old Republic is time. much,
1: much, much sooner than Old Republic. Yes. Uh, so you, you could do both. I wonder if, like, maybe people would get confused, but they are two very different periods.
0: And... The thing that's special about High Republic is it is not, you know, it is media, but it is, you know, books and comics and, you know, there specifically is mostly a print initiative. And so I wonder if if games, you know, the print side of, of, you know, uh, Lucas is like, hey, wait, come on, it's our thing. (laughs) Like, let us do this, please. Let us at least (laughs) launch this thing. And then you can steal it from us and make something that'll be way more successful and sell way more and way more well-known. Well,
1: I mean, it's just... Getting together a book or a comic book just seems like a much quicker process than developing a AAA game, uh, but we'll have to see. You know, I think it probably also depends on on how those books and comics are received.
0: Um, yeah, and potentially like people being like, "Yeah, those are the those are the characters. All the Clone Wars fans are getting their Ahsoka show. They're like, that's my girl." Brad Dash Rendar, open world game. Would you play it?
2: Why are you even asking me that? You know the answer. <laughs> nice. Of course oh. I would.
3: I would hope Shadows of the Empire still, still holding. What him.
2: was the bad guy's name in that?
3: Dude, I was,
1: I yeah.
3: Wasn't that Riptor rip, Reptor something? Hmm. It's no, an orb. It he's no. like a
1: he's like a black sun. Seavor. Mm. What is it? Mm. X. Something? Yeah. Anybody? Mm. I, it's like it's like isn't it like Zan something? I don't know. Mm.
0: Zanzibar.
3: I I feel like Brandon knows it. I do like, know we're it. We're just struggling. Say
0: it, Prince Shizor. Ah, X- Shizor. That
1: wasn't that far off. It, no, it was not. It was a, it was an or. It was an ornate. Um, I was watching a sort of like a an interview with one of the guys that worked on Shadows of the Empire, and he was talking about how they had to put shoulder pads on Dash right. because like in that era of like early 3d modeling like the, the if you didn't cover up the shoulders you weird. just like it just looks terrible and so they right. just had to do that yeah wow it's pretty great stuff
0: oh i'm always down for a shadows of the empire playthrough that game is uh, fantastic and a lot of people didn't only get didn't get past the second level but uh i played a bunch of that game loved it um but yeah anything i mean I I wouldn't mind a telltale Indiana Jones game if we're just talking literally about puzzles sure. and traps and, and story oh, yeah. and, and stuff like that. Um, it'd be inter- again it'd be interesting whoever they cast in this, you know, to to bounce around to different mediums. Um,
2: anything else? Point and on? click Jar Jar game.
0: Kay. Okay, okay. Post
2: prequels, <laughs> the aftermath.
3: Jar Jar the Street
0: Entertainer. I mean I man. don't know,
3: man. I like the only thing worse than listening to Jar Jar Talk is trying to read Jar Jar talk.
2: <laughs> That's fine to be so good, dude. <laughs> this would be terrible. Dibs the review if it comes out.
0: Square Enix trademarked some stuff a while ago, or a month ago. But we just found out about it now. On December 17th, they trademarked Ever Crisis and the First Soldier. And on December 22nd, they trademarked the Shinra Electric Power Company logo. Mm hmm. And just like talking about Star Wars games and Indiana Jones games that aren't going to come out for two or three more years, let's talk about what the hell is going on here (laughs) and whether it's going to mean anything potentially or not. And this came up and I was like, wait, Brad's on the podcast this week, isn't he? Yes, he is. All right. It's a headline, baby. Uh, Let's get into it. I mean, I think of of all of these, the most exciting one potentially is whatever the heck ever crisis is. Brad? I
2: disagree. I disagree. Oh, I'll tell you why I Theories, Numerous theories right here Jones so, theories, Back in the day A phone game that only came out in, Or never came out here in Japan Called Before Crisis mm-hmm. Was about the Turks as a prequel to Final Fantasy VII. Now Crisis has been used in several things Throughout the Final Fantasy Collection of games You got Crisis Core and stuff like that And since that Shinra uh, Electric uh, Power Company logo It's like the older logo with no, like, English on it. Right. So it could be a reference to the, like, the older stuff. So I'm thinking this may be, it could be, like, a spinoff game about the Turks, possibly. Could have something to do with Zack. Or it could be the, um, like, the next edition of Final Seven Remake or something. The PC port or something like that. But for Soldier Jones, that has a lot of meaning behind it. And if you played Final Fantasy VII, you know who that is referring to. And what the next part of Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to be a lot about. uh, Minor spoiler, I guess, so be careful. It's going to be a lot about Sephiroth. Part 2 of Final Fantasy VII will be a lot about Sephiroth. So that could be the title of the next game. That's what I think it's going to be.
0: Sephiroth. He's that Smash Brothers guy, right? That's (laughs) right. Yeah, that was
2: his first debut. I
0: know the, you're
1: the, joking, but it still hurts. The pink
2: ball, right? <laughs> the pink ball with the
0: wig, right? And that's yeah, cool. dude. Um, would you be bummed if it if literally all of this was just a remake part two thing? And it's like, no. well, now they were just kind of, you no, know, I'm cool. With it. Or maybe it's like some offshoot. Or do we like, would your preferred thing if you had like a pie in the sky dream? Would be that you know whatever ever crisis is, whatever first soldier is. And obviously, part two, those are three separate entities, so you're getting three different media projects, whether they're games or whatever.
2: I mean, if it's ever Crisis, um, ideally, I think it'd be something with Zach. If, like, I don't know if they're going to do Crisis Core stuff or not, or just completely something new, because they can kind of do that now. So I would want it to be something with Zach. Like, Jones, I'm expecting a mobile game, so like, right. I'm totally... My expectations. I, I kind of Jordan have to feel like
3: that's what the Shinra thing might be referring to. Like yes. there might be some weird, <laughs> some kind of strange little app that ties into Shinra and like, I don't know. Just like feeling like something like a hacking minigame type yeah. of a thing. You know, we're just like, like connecting lines.
2: Yeah, it's like, Jones, I'm a Kingdom Hearts fan, man. It's like that series has been all over the place. Everywhere. Although it's, it's wacky, a lot of dumb stuff. Sim so, City
3: man. with Midgar might be kind of cool, actually.
2: Yeah, that could yeah, that could be <laughs> kind of cool
0: too, Bloodworth. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I'm I am much more versed in Final Fantasy VII than I am in Final Fantasy 15, and Final Fantasy 15 got a lot of weird stuff. We got a, a movie that I hear is stuff. not great. Yep. We got a fishing game. We got dude, you should watch Kingsley A and Jones. prompto VR thing. Like, we have an think anime. We well. got an anime. Yeah. Do you think that kind of burnt, you know, square? I mean, we've already got it. You know, like well. Kind of a, a but feature film based off the final fantasy 7 like, universe, or is it like final round 7
2: is so much bigger than Final Fantasy 15 as a brand alone? Oh, yeah, I think they can do that kind of stuff. And they've already gone there's already been an anime of Final Fantasy 7, there's a movie and all that stuff. So, Jones, I think it's sky's the limit on this series. They can do whatever the hell they want, essentially. I love that movie.
0: Um, Ben, what are your dreams?
1: Uh, do my dream is. Metal Gear Rising but with Sephiroth, that's my dream. Oh. Oh, dude
2: Soldier Days, yeah. Oh wow, dude. Oh just be ridiculously OP too.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. You're ridiculously One OP. Hit every
2: single enemy in the game. That's yes. It. Uh, oh,
3: yeah, sorry. I mean I don't necessarily think about another genre, but I it, it does make me wonder if you know what we're thinking of as uh, part two may not necessarily pick up where we think it will you know like Mm -hmm. that like first soldier could be like you just have this whole game that's sephiroth story you know and then you know a third game or another game comes along and kind of wraps the two together somehow
2: yeah they like explore sephiroth's past in the first game like a lot of that stuff so that makes that's what makes me think it'll be the second part but hey but you know several spinoff game i'm in baby
3: but i don't even think necessarily a spinoff i just think it's just not necessarily a linear storytelling you know
2: hmm yeah okay i think it'd be cool if they did dlc for seven in between a little zach thing
1: yeah different like Like chapters with different characters like three hours or
2: something just something cool
1: yeah
3: Yeah, it's interesting how they just sort of like pulled the plug on all the 15 DLC after they had done so much of it. Yeah, I don't think it paid off financially. Probably. probably.
2: Tab Tabata leaving. I don't know if that had a big effect on it too.
3: But it is very curious how, you know, like we're saying, like the the marketing, the spread of stuff, is much more focused on Seven Remake than 15, which was just like scattershot all over the place. Well, and and now
2: six, a, 16. Yeah. 16. yeah. Shaping up nicely, it seems like. But
1: was, yeah, 7
2: was, seems in a better place than 15 was.
0: Yes, but it was really Much hard better. to determine what 7 was going to be. You know, obviously that development that development, that development mm-hmm. was very troubled. And, yeah, it was. Uh, and like now we just kind of like hit the reset button on that speculation of like how far along is 2? Do they still know what part 2 is even going to be like? And so is it, do you do you glean anything brad about this specifically being trademarked now you know like is this something maybe they had these ideas you know when they oh, first sure started they develop it or ideas. are they like still kind of working the story out maybe or
2: <laughs> yeah i don't know like i'm sure they're still tweaking things and i think they have a general idea jones of, like where they're gonna want to go but they're just still figuring out certain specifics about it so i think all these are very deliberate these trademarks like There's a reason for these trademarks, especially. Especially for a soldier, so... Yeah, I mean, they could just do it because they have an idea and do nothing with it, but I think they have a plan.
1: I think it is important to keep in mind how broad the brand of Final Fantasy is and, like, how much is happening at any single one time. Like, even when you try to think, like, okay, what's every single Final Fantasy-related thing? Like, it can be kind of difficult to remember everything that they're doing because it's like, okay, well, they've got stuff on mobile. They've got Final Fantasy 14 which is constantly getting updated. You know, they just started a 7 remake. They have a br- they have brand new 16 like there's just yeah. so much at any given one time. Mm-hmm. They're re-releasing older Final Fantasy games and so I think when you have a train that is that big, you know, the planning for that must get like further and further out the bigger your train is. So uh, who, who knows what we're going to see and when we're going to see it, but I, I imagine they have something in mind. I just don't know when it's going to happen. Uh,
0: I have never played Crisis Core, but I know that it is just kind of infamously one of those things that is hard, so hard to play and one of those things that people are just like, mm-hmm. please bring it to Switch. Please bring it to PS5. Um, do you think this potentially in your mind, and this might just be you know uh, uh, wishful thinking, that this... You know if this is a new project that this will invigorate them to to dig that sucker up and 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 make it you know playable Ooh. again to to be a lead into whatever I mean, this is I whether wish. it's a show or it just depends
2: game. to me jones how much the original crisis core is going to tie into what's going on now so right. if they feel like it's super relevant and needed to tell the story they want to tell now then maybe but i don't know jones like I don't know why they never put that on anything. I'm sure some licensing. Some it is. It is.
1: That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. It's licensing.
2: She's like, shit. Like, why can't you get your license right for your own game, dude? <laughs> it's happening. Like, it's you like, can't
1: even. It? You can't even get it digitally. Like, yeah, it's just, you can it's only just get not the, not the U,
2: What was it? called the UMDs or something. Yeah, the UMDs. That's right. Yeah, that's all you can do. It. Yeah.
0: Did Final Fantasy VII remake make that much money that they can fix all of these issues? Straighten everything, right? The, right their wrongs, or is the easiest way to do it is just to make, <laughs> make another game? You know, maybe like retcon it or. There's a lot we could gonna... go
2: into, Jones, but this is like really crazy, big brain. You gotta like be nuts to really dive into this shit. That's like that's our spoiler mode podcast we did. Yep. Yeah. So if you want more? Which like very lines, entertaining. Yeah, check hold that, on. that out, Max Wait, Million hold on.
0: Dude, yeah, let me get Max on the phone here, just really quick. Yeah, ask him. I'll put him on speakerphone. And now. A word from our sponsors. You know that credit card, the one you're afraid to look at to see what the balance is. If you've been avoiding your debt, it's time to confront it. A lot, of financial, a lot of financial help this week in the Easy Allies podcast from our two sponsors. Upstart can help you face it and finally pay it off. Last year showed us that you never know what life is going to throw at you. And if you used credit cards to pay for unexpected expenses, it can be overwhelming to manage that debt. Take control with Upstart so you know exactly what to expect. If you have multiple credit cards, you know that tracking multiple balances, due dates, and website logins can be stressful. Upstart makes things simple with one monthly monthly payment in one place. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple, fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smaller rates with trusted partners. Smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. With a 5-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. You can get approved the same day and can receive funds as fast as 1 business day. If debt taking, if debt is taking over your life, it's time to get a fresh start with Upstart two services we are talking about today i have not actually utilized but i have tested them and i'm happy to say that the number one thing i can recommend about both of these is speed baby Uh, this and our next sponsor uh, when they say that it's fast it's definitely fast to get this info so shout out to upstart uh, for not taking too much time to at least just find out how much you can save find out how upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com easy allies that's upstart.com easy allies don't forget to use our url to let them know we sent you Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash easy allies. And you can get help from Upstart. That's a good feeling. Speaking of money, we're all looking for ways to save money, right? Especially now. So let me ask you this. How'd you like to keep an extra $961 a year in your pocket? That's how much Gabby customers save per year on average on car and home insurance. That's why you would shop for insurance, use Gabby. This time of the year, we go shopping for insurance. Well, Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples to apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. You just link your current insurance account, and in just minutes, you'll be able to see your quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have. That's what I did, that's what Ian Haight did. Uh, He saw that he could save a couple hundred dollars. I saw that my current insurance was okay, and that felt good because I just moved, and uh, my wife and I looked at literally all of our finances, and so it was it was very helpful to just check out Gabby and for Gabby to be like, "You're doing well." It's like, ah, great, feels good, feels good. <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, Gabby customers save $961 per year on average. I bet that'd be nice to have in your pocket every year. And like I said, super quick to do it. Uh, I timed it. I literally started the stopwatch on my phone. It only took five minutes. If they can't find you savings. They'll let you know so you can relax knowing you have the best rate out there. And they'll never sell your info, so no annoying spam or robocalls. You're probably overpaying on car and home insurance. See how much Gabby can save you. It's totally free to check. There's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash allies. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash allies. Gabby.com slash allies. And if you are a patron of Easy Allies, thank you. Talk about making money. Thank you, patron. Thank you for helping us out. With CES, right? How many CESs are there, Blood? There seems like there's always like a CES that's coming or going or something. Jim Ryan. No,
3: CES used to be twice a year way back in the day, but it's only uh, in January now, which is one of the reasons it's always been like a show that I've never particularly enjoyed because it's like, all right, we're back from vacation and crap, we got to fly to Vegas right now. Right. So it's just like, you just, like you, barely, you don't really get to even get your headspace, you know. Uh, and then the just the fact that it's just, it it, it used to be that before E three, that's where video games were shown, and because of that history, even though E three kind of broke off, um, there are still some video game things there, but not most of it. So when you go try to cover it, and you've got cameramen following you around, you're just like walking this giant convention center, and like where are the video games i don't need to see Carster
0: right and, and that's what's funny doing research for this because you type in sony tgs sony e3 you know sony like you specifically get what announcement they had what presentation they did you know what uh, trailers you want to go watch you type in sony ces and it's like hey televisions and you're like no wait no i want the <laughs> i want the games uh jim ryan the head of sony interactive entertainment came out uh and I say came out, meaning in front of a green screen and made a three minute speech. And what's so funny about this speech is he goes on and on, you know, the biggest launch of all time, you know, biggest launch of the PlayStation console. We've heard all this before. And then he's like, hey, and then here's a montage. And, huh, PlayStation five, you know, a Lloyd shooting a boat. And all. This, OK, there's all this cool stuff. And at the end, here's some release dates. And wait a minute. Freeze right. that screen. Enhance. The screen flashed by so fast, and this is literally all people are talking about uh, from his actual speech. We got some release dates um, for some stuff in this year. We just talked to, did Pop-Tarts and Toaster Strudels for Q1. Well, now Kena Bridge of Spirits, uh, we know is happening Kena. in Ke- Kena, Apparently. sorry, Bridge Kena. of Spirits. Uh, in March of this year, of 2021, it was announced on June 11th uh, when they did their big, here's what's happening with PlayStation 5. And then on September 11th, it was delayed to Q1 of this year, Uh, we know it is happening in march gotta be getting a state of play or something if that is happening Mm -hmm. two months does that seem reasonable blood does that seem quick yeah
2: yeah
3: yeah i think i think that's fine Uh, we've seen enough of this game to get a, a taste of it to have an idea of what it's like um and i think that it's not like it's not one of these games where you like you need to Deep dive into like all of these weapons and modes and things like that. You know, it's it's a story kind of adventure kind of game. So yeah, I think as long as we get like another good look at it around the end of February, beginning of March, I think we'll be good. Ben, you you excited for any games in March? Is March any
0: <laughs> anything on your list? How about the uh, <laughs> how about the end of March? Yeah, so as long as you pull you be... his toenail out, Brandon. I, Gosh,
1: I yeah. <laughs> I have uh, tunnel vision for one game right now. Well, um, Star Hunter? i on PlayStation 5.
2: We all know it, baby. Um, <laughs> what
1: about you guys? and Ben, what do
0: you what did you what do you think of this game? Is this something that um, is this something that you were sold on just from that one announcement or is there any more information that you would want from this game before
1: we get it? No, I'm sold, dude.
2: It? Look jolly, man. I'm in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not like 10 out of 10. Oh my god, I can't wait. Blood, where are the codes? But I think it absolutely looks delightful. Like, I'm sure it'll be a, a good time. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> is that the chart? 10 out of 10. Is 10 out of 10 above Blood, where's the codes? Or is that. Is blood. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> the,
2: the Blood, where are the codes? Is like the 10 out of 10, there's multiple Blood, where are the codes? Got it. Multiple yeah. times okay. a week. Got kind it. Kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And it's 10 out of 10. <laughs> blood, where are. Blood? Bl- 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 anyway. Bwaddock? Bwaddock. <laughs> uh solar ash is coming in june of 2021 um yeah it remains to be seen if e3 is also happening in june of 2021 probably right. not
3: um yeah i i hope not at at least i hope if they do an e3 that they actually like have planned out something digitally so they have a presence but i hope they don't try to that's it's not a good idea i hear typing is somebody looking that up i
2: was just Refreshing my memory, with Solar Ashes is from
0: Heart Machine, which is the developers of Hyperlight Drifter, um, mm-hmm. and ah. this was a protagonist with a mask and three eyeballs, mm-hmm. a light sword, and light skates. So uh, we saw uh, is actually a, a fairly effective trailer. So we you know we get a little bit of a wacky cutscene where we see that this is a very bold, lots of crazy colors, um, you know, much like Hyperlight Drifter was. But this is not a you know a uh, nostalgic pixel aesthetic like Hyper Light Drifter had. This is a, you know, a beautiful 3D game. And a uh, little bit of kind of gameplay where the character, you know, mm-hmm. light skates yeah. down a hallway and then the camera totally flips and we go upside down. So there probably potentially might be some gravity defying going on. Uh, we yeah, see it, it's
3: oddly, like, feels very much like Hyper Light Drifter and nothing like Hyper Light Drifter at the same right. time. Yeah, yeah. Sure. It's got the same mood, I think. But yeah. it's, yeah, not mysterious that it's the same team. Um, yeah. and
0: seems kind of like a fun evolution like they were like okay we yeah. did this you know we, we created this game that you know the, the weapon even seems kind of similar That like I imagine there's just a lot of quick moving and slashing uh, and just a a the, the type of world that you know uh, a lot of visual storytelling and then a big crazy snake goes by and the protagonist drops down onto a snake and then they said 2021 but now we have a date that was an ou- also announced on June 11th uh, and just a year after that uh, was announced apparently we're getting it so Nice Nice to put on the calendar, in case anybody was expecting that. Little Devil Inside is coming in July of 2021.
3: Yeah, I'm trying to remember. But I remember this being cool, but I'm trying to remember exactly what it's... It is cool. Crazy trailer. I'm going to spend this weekend watching a lot of trailers,
0: because we're getting ready for our awards discussion, uh, and I'm narrowing down what I think are the best trailers from last year. Oh, yeah. This game looked cool, dude. This is
2: a weird trailer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tough... Something that you can really get the aesthetic of the game, but really hard to determine, like, what exactly am I going to be doing in this game? Um, for those listeners and watchers that were not shown B-roll of the sucker, that want a refresher, there is a monster hunter, not to use those words, Ben. I apologize for spitting that out. Uh, this, right, this right, is, right, This is a dude that is hunting monsters, potentially for some, like, rich old guy that, like, lives in a mansion. We see the guy, like, shopping at one point. He just, like, is walking to the market and sees a little girl in the street. Hello. And then he's, like, in the bath. We see him on the toilet. There's a poop joke in the trailer. Um, And then while all of this is happening, he has somebody that apparently is in his employ that is going out and, you know, getting all of these prizes and hunting, you know, being chased by, you know, uh, tribal warriors and uh, going up against all these, you know, uh, scary things, which that is the part of the, the, the game that makes sense. But the going back to this rich old guy, how how does that factor in, and specifically what uh, what is the gameplay? Is it more of an adventure game type of thing, or are we leveling hmm. this dude up, or the puzzles? Hard to tell. But now that you remember it, uh, is this split? Is this on your list? Is this something? Yeah, that's I think cool it's interesting.
3: Be? I definitely want to know more of like what it's all about. You know, I almost got a sense of like, you know, when they say little devil inside, it's like almost as if like is this stuff like all going on inside of this guy's body or something you know just like mm-hmm. like how crazy is this concept so you know like if he brushes his teeth would there be some kind of tidal wave washing over you know
1: i feel like this is the kind of game double fine would make which yeah I'd say is a compliment mm. sure yeah
0: the trailer really emphasizes how lousy this guy's life is. Like they really show there's like a juxtaposition of like this old rich guy in his apartment sleeping. And then you see the guy just like shivering out in the, the forest. So um, lots of like barely, you know, inching across a cliff edge and, um, you know, descending into really dark caverns and um, uh, some danger, but also some light comedy. You know, a little bit of like physical uh, hijinks Um so it's just going to be interesting to see you know we again we got a ways it's not going to be until the middle of the summer so um but something where you know I'm, i'd be very curious to see kind of a gameplay deep dive into how complex this is you know is the the humor really going to come across in the gameplay or is that mostly just in this trailer in october of 2021 a game that i think is going to be just you know right at home in the month of october ghostware tokyo uh oh, finally yeah. has a release date. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, uh, again, to update, we were talking about Microsoft earlier. Now, owned, now owns Tango. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, um, Ghostwire Tokyo is still going to be a PS5 or NPC exclusive for a little bit there. Um, Such
1: high hopes for Ghostwire. Yeah, same.
0: Explain those high hopes. High hopes because it looks good or high hopes because of their pedigree, of what they've done in the past? or Oh, it's, a, it's a beautiful it's
1: peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, it's... Um, I wanna play anything with Tango's name on it. Um, you know, obviously being a fan, a very big fan of Resident Evil and then enjoying both Evil with Endgames, like that is that is exactly the kind of horror game that I get really, really excited about. And I think what's interesting about Ghostwire is not only is it a cool concept, um, and not only is it so striking visually, like I think those trailers have been really impressive, but uh, you know, it's, it's first person, it's a whole different, Ball game than anything that they've done before. Whereas, like Evil Within, you can very easily compare to, you know, kind of the, the legacy of survival horror. This seems like it could be a, a, a brand new thing. It's interesting, Brad,
0: that I keep thinking about Ghostwire, looking at and playing other things. I, you know, look at Ghost Runner. I think about Ghostwire. I look at Cyberpunk 2077. Oh. I think about Ghostwire. I'm playing Tsushima right now. <laughs> you know, I think about Ghostwire again um seemed really out there and you know like like Ben was saying it's just so such a striking visual style um what are your expectations for this game and do you think by the time we finally get it uh it might not be necessarily like that innovative like a fun action game because it was a little surprising when people saw like oh it's only in first person and oh you know it's much more of an action game than kind of like a mystery horror game Hmm.
2: Um, i think it'll have some more core elements than it's leading on to right now i feel like they can't help themselves with throwing it's a weird dark stuff every now and then so i think there'll be some of that that will surprise people
0: also in october of 2021 stray anybody remember stray ben's nodding his head yeah the cat yeah. the, the cat. cat tower in the background ben is ready for stray i like uh I like, on the official website for Stray, it is labeled a third-person cat adventure game. Cat is a genre. <laughs> can, I, can, I,
1: can I have, like, a very tiny rant? Like, you see that cat tree in the background, which we spent money on for them. They don't use that cat tree. They just lay on random bullshit. Cats but, do what they want. They, <laughs> my, my cat has been more... One of my cats has been more obsessed with a giant Lego box than anything else in this entire apartment for, like, a week. It's crazy. Cats, man, cats.
0: Since, <laughs> since you know, I used to work in the garage. Let's talk about cats, everybody. I got a little timestamp. Let's do a cat a cat conversation. Ben used to work in the garage, separate from the house. Now I'm in the house yeah. with the cat. Unless I like, close the door, I was pl- I was playing Half Life Alex last night. I could just hear the. Sh- sh-. He's just like, I know you're in there, man. <laughs> Amanda's asleep, but I know you're awake. It could be 1.30 <laughs> in the morning, but I can I can hear that techno music and those shotgun blasts. So I know you're awake.
1: I definitely (laughs) had Half-Life Alex moments where, you know, I was, like, super into the game and all of a sudden the cat would, like, brush by my leg and it'd be kind of freaky, you know, Mm -hmm. because you can't see this creature.
0: Face-hugger, dude. Yeah. A little bit of freakiness. Yeah, there's definitely moments where I'll come in and sit down at the desk and he'll stroll in the corner and be like, oh, sitting at your desk, are you? And I'm like, no, dude. Mm.
1: Yeah. (laughs) This This isn't
0: love Norbert for 20 minutes time. This is video game time. This is liberate the island of Tsushima time. Um, but do we, do we get enough cat games, Ben? Do we need more cat games? Do you have expectations for this cat game?
1: I just want good games. You know, cats, cats are no cat. Like, I love cats, but, like, I have two cats in real life. I, I just want... It doesn't need to have cats for me to be interested, nor does it having cats, like, inherently make it interesting, I think. So it just, just depends on what type of game it is.
3: Why does my brain, like, tie this game to Gravity Rush?
0: Cause cat there's this there's a cyberpunk aesthetic this is definitely it's, this is a a world of, of mostly yeah, robots you know potentially yeah. not a lot of lot of humans roaming around this world and the cat is maybe going to set things right I don't know how how important what kind of an impact is this cat going to have in this world I don't know
3: but yeah anyways it 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 definitely looks interesting um it just yeah again it's one of those ones where it's just so it's such a tease so like what is it actually going to be like to play
0: uh, the next two games are closer than I thought and pretty darn far away. Uh, looking at, like, Cana Bridge of Spirits, it's like, okay, yeah, they did say Q1, and it's it's at the end of Q1. That'll be great. Like, Solar Ash, Little Devil Inside, they look, like, fun. I think those will be great summer games. Ghostware Tokyo in October, fantastic. Project Athea in January of 2022? Seems accurate. A year yeah. from now? Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> did we saw, like, a concept video for that game.
0: That's, that's actually sooner than I would expect. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's it's a square way game. Way sooner too. than I was expecting that. It doesn't even have a name yet. We're getting this in 11 and a half months? 11 months? Well, like, theoretically. Barring, barring delays, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah
3: anything that's farther relate. than six months from now is like, Look, pretty dicey. Yeah.
0: This this text that occupied 10% of the screen for 1.5 seconds at the end of a three-minute video <laughs> was very clear. <laughs> this is coming out of January of 2022. Um uh, that's surprising. I wonder if, yeah, what? I wonder if you know, Blood doesn't even want an E3 this year. Uh, I wonder if that if they do stick to that date. When is the next? Is there gonna be a state of play devoted to this? say so you yeah. know what
2: that means. Twenty twenty two. You twenty twenty one, baby. Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. It'll probably change, but that's the plan.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think sixteen's about ready to go.
2: Look at that, the confidence. When Bloodbird's confident about that, I feel good.
3: Because of the
0: difficult year we had with game development in 2020, it just kind of like you just naturally ticked up all of the dates, plus one. Uh, so in 2020, 2022 f- seemed really far away. So when we found out that Pragmata, Pragmata uh, was going to be... Um, in 2022, it was like ah, oh, that seems far away. Well, now that we're in 2021, it's only you know a year away. But apparently, according to again to this very small text, Pragmata is now in 2023. Wow! Do, do we remember Pragmata?
1: I absolutely do. We do uh,
3: yeah. It kind of had like a vanquishy kind of tone to it, right?
1: It like uh, it kind of helmet. like a Kojima esque tone. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's a Capcom game, right? Was it?
3: Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, I think so as well. I, I remember the trailer and uh, us kind of being like, huh, that was weird and Dude, interesting.
2: it does look like the Kojima logo guy. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think that is a Capcom. You might want to double check that, but I think you might be right.
3: Yes. Uh, yes, the,
0: the, the Capcom press site and Pragmata Twitter still say 2022, so it's literally just just the end there, and it, you know, is probably silly to squabble over, like, which of those dates is the same when we only have this purely concept.
1: I'm not uh, saying that this go is going to be the same situation at all, but just the way that they presented it, how little we know and how far off it is, it's hard not to immediately think of Deep Down Oh, what shit. happened there. <laughs> <laughs> we just see gameplay um,
0: Deep Down. Though, you know?
2: Yeah, it's true. That was the bummer Vernon, about Deep I think Down. You, like,
0: Look at
1: that game. I think you forgot a game on that list, one that I'm very excited about. I got two Wait. games
0: that I'm still going to mention, but... Okay, oh, sorry. Okay,
1: okay sorry. Because oh, post- I just thought it... I guess I thought it was sooner, but maybe it's further than I thought. Uh,
0: what, what game is that? Sorry. Returnal? Uh, returnal, yeah. We talked about Returnal last week because we did Pop-Tarts and Toaster Strudels.
1: Okay. So Returnal, gotcha.
0: again, all of these are dates we did not know. A lot of these are, okay. are, are, are dates, you know, we, this, this, t- this changed a Q1 into a March 2021, but we did talk about uh, Returnal last week.
1: Well, I was, I was my bad, Brandon.
0: Um, but it's good that you're, hey,
1: you're excited about it. I am Aren't excited. You, maybe, yeah. talk,
0: talk about Returnal, Ben. I'm not going to shut you down. Yeah, up. so,
1: you know, it's, it's, we, I haven't played it yet. So these feelings are subject to change, yada yada. But I just, my gut is giving me good vibes about it. I think just the way that they're presenting the story with kind of the, the, it looks like very cinematic, but it doesn't look like it has like super cinematic gameplay. Like It looks kind of more... I don't know, fast pace, I guess, mm-hmm. um, and and that kind of like mishmash of of styles is really intriguing to me. It's just like when I look at it, I think to myself, I want to play this. So my gut is giving me a good feeling about Returnal.
0: But Monster Hunter Rise is your pop tart. I'm just taking notes here, just officially, <laughs> because <laughs> I don't want to get what's beyond
1: a pop tart. <laughs> yeah, Monster Hunter Rise is my like is two cinnamon two, like, t- two
3: toasted pop tarts, like.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's like Cinnabon. the thing, that's, it's like the meal that I would Cinnabon. request yeah, <laughs> on death row.
3: It's, it's like a cronut, yeah.
0: yeah. That's my cronut.
3: <laughs> Previously,
0: uh, you know, I get things wrong on this podcast before, it's fine. I um, feel bad, though, when I when I specifically cite, you know, another site, and then that site lets me down. Uh, oh. I, I, I gotta go words for Com. <laughs> uh, fansense, I guess there's all, there's all sorts of fingers I can point right now. I'm going to point a finger at game in, gamesindustry.biz, and then that f- pointed finger continues to fansenses.com, who wanted to talk all about Twitter in 2020. And yes, at some point we will stop talking about 2020, but everybody, Amazon, everybody keeps throwing stats out. Steam dropped some some uh, some numbers on us, so we'll talk about it also this week. Surprise, Steam's doing really well. Um, but uh, I just, I, I like... When stats from 2020 introduced me to games that I have never either heard of in my entire life or just we just generally do not talk about, uh, and we have gaming stats from Twitter, the official gaming stats from Twitter. Uh, we previously reported that Final Fantasy 14 was the most tweeted about game of 2020. No, apparently, I don't know what fantasy <laughs> that information. we were floored at the time. It was, I was like, Damiani, you got to know what that game is. Come on, search your heart. Uh, I don't know where they got that information. Again, it's probably crazy whatever, uh, you know, numbers that you check. This is coming from Twitter, so I will trust Twitter to report their own information, uh, at least for the sense of uh, amusing myself and others during this podcast. Before we get into one of the, what the top ten most tweeted games were of 2020, what country tweeted the most about video games?
1: Who won on this planet? Who won? What country? Tweeted the most about video games. Who's talking? Hmm. Who's talking the most? Uh, mm, I don't know
0: I'll give you a hint It's not us <laughs> Germany <laughs> It's not Germany Come on, it's Japan Japan is going nuts All these okay. games The top ten it, when, when, it, when we rattle these off You're going to want to be thinking Japan Especially games That you've never heard of That may just happen to be on mobile And are free to play um, oh, I got some um, ideas Japan wins uh, We are second place Germany is not number three What's number three? I'll rattle off the other ones. But UK. number three is really curious, but not UK. Canada? Korea. Yeah, oh. that makes oh. sense. Three. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Number three, mm-hmm. most tweet country. Way to go, Korea. Brazil at number four. Thailand, number five. UK at distant six. Uh, Germany, not even in the top ten. France, number seven. India at number eight. Philippines at nine. Spain at number ten. Uh, there are more than two billion tweets in total, specifically about video games, up Seventy-five percent year over year. Uh, there's Damn. a there's a forty-nine percent jump in accounts posting about gaming. So we had to just cope with twenty twenty somehow. Right. So but that I mean, that's Ben. that's something that we've been talking about just or or that I've been curious about just generally with sales. So many records broken with Mm -hmm. sales. Blood seems to be optimistic that, you know, those aren't unattainable, even if we get past, you know, COVID, even if we get vaccines and we get back to a a social thing, even if we still go to we're back going to concerts and we're traveling and we're going back to Disneyland. Um, Do you think these numbers are going to stay up there? Do you think these 49 percent of new accounts are going to still keep tweeting up a storm? Is that just kind of like nat- the natural growth of social media and gaming?
1: Um, I, I I think just the, at least in North America anyway, the hunger over the new consoles has mm-hmm. made me very optimistic, right? Like no one's been able to get a PS5. Um, and so that leads me to believe that that momentum, especially once... You know, we get further into the generation, and the the big banger bangers, the the comp, the generation defining games start coming out. Yeah, I think you're going to see it grow higher and yeah. higher and higher.
2: Yeah. Seems like everything that came out was hard to get, so everyone was tweeting either mad about it or trying to find someone that's listing links or something. Like I'm still trying to find a a 3080. Damn it! Hmm. I'm never going to find one.
0: Almost every game on this list. Is free to play. These games are not <laughs> hard to get, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: right. and a lot of these I've never heard of before. I had to look them up. Uh, some of these you might not have heard before. You've heard of number one. What was the number one most tweeted game in the world in 2020? I'm pretty sure Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh shit! In the world, the grand. You just champion. got me
1: thinking free to play, but yeah, Animal Crossing makes sense.
0: Uh, yeah. if, if you have been on the community showcase in 2020 and potentially before that you might have heard of number two a free-to-play japanese rpg it's number two the most tweeted
1: second most tweeted game in the world japanese RPG. grand blue fantasy
0: no free to play mobile rpg
1: that's grand blue fantasy wacky
0: Wacky, wacky wacky wacky. Somebody in our community showcase loves to just submit montages from Fate Grand oh, Order. Oh yeah, of course it's oh. Fate. Of course <laughs> no, you're it's Fate. Playing that makes sense. like yeah, yeah, yeah. weird Japanese yes. versions of Billy the Kid and Beethoven and
1: Oh yes. hey, shit, that sounds I actually funny. the last time I was on showcase they did a montage of like Fate moves and it was really sick. So I'm on next month. You want to do that again? Like anime like children dude, yeah, that sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah.
0: Um And I feel bad. uh, Number three has Disney in the title. It's Disney something. It's a Japanese mobile game. Tsum Twisted Wonderland. Have you heard of this, Brad? No. It is a Japanese mobile music rhythm game. Yeah, Twisted Wonderland. Number three. Number three tweeted all time in the world. Again, Japan is just destroying us with these tweets. We got a a lot of work to do. And then here's maybe where that 14 metric came from. Number four is just Final Fantasy. (laughs) In general. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which uh it takes it takes a just at Final Fantasy, it takes a, a name like that to beat number five. What was number five? A game you have definitely heard
1: of. Genshin Impact. Good guess. Genshin Impact's number eight. Hey, hmm. I got one of the top ten. Number the game I've definitely heard of at number five. Give me a hint.
3: Also, st- Resident Evil? also starts with F. <laughs> oh. For Oh, mm-hmm. Fortnite. There we go. <laughs> Forza. <laughs> yeah, Forza.
0: Forza Horizon 4, specifically. Um, at Forza's yeah. like, we're number 128. Fortnite, um, maybe? Number six, Ensemble Stars, exclamation point. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? Japanese Mobile CCG, Ensemble Stars. Um, the Ensemble, it's, it's another, it's a franchise, I can't remember what it was, Ensemble something, but uh, at Ensemble underscore underscore stars getting that number six spot ahead of knives out not the movie game underscore knives underscore out a pc and mobile battle royale uh as i mentioned genshin impact is a number eight um number nine free to play game uh feels good that it's on the list with fortnite uh from a u.s company
1: good oh u.s company yeah keep rattling those out yeah league uh not league surprisingly also warzone warzone
0: Apex Legends, number nine. Oh, Oh, sure. Okay. Tons of people tweeting about Apex Legends, which again, it's like there's sales. There's you know, um, you know, Destiny's not on this list, but it's just fun that uh, you know enough people are talking about that. They're doing a good job. And at number ten, Identity V. No idea. Asymmetrical multiplayer mobile horror game. This kind of seems potentially like Dead by Daylight
1: ish.
3: Um, Yeah, I feel like I've heard that name, but have no context to go behind it. But
1: isn't Dead by Daylight also on mobile, man? It is. Have yeah, yeah it I actually. Yeah, i I've, it is? I've, Yes, I've. played How do you do the
0: generators, dude?
1: You like you you move on the screen and then you tap on the generator and then the like skill check will go by and once it like goes to the end, oh you tap god, it again. Oh my god, sounds so. Intense. I actually, I actually like the the mobile version of it, not more than you know right. the PC yeah, console version, but, but it works. It's, yeah, it's not terrible,
2: dude. That's a win.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Terrible. You know,
0: and it's free, which is nice. Oh. I picture somebody with headphones on a bus just screaming. <gasps> Obviously this year, but uh, when, we get back, when we get back onto buses regularly, shout out to people who, who have to get on buses um and uh i won't quiz you for these I'll, I'll list these off but it just feels good the top five most tweeted about gaming events number one the 2020 game awards was the most tweeted gaming event it beat the nice. future of gaming on ps5 at number two tokyo game show at number three the xbox Games
1: showcase at number five um my head cannon is that at that <laughs> like in my fantasy land Kyle is responsible for like all those tweets for like the lead up to the game awards he was just <laughs> tweeting non-stop <laughs> um,
0: but yeah we talked about before just the uh, I don't know if this was because it had such a digital focus um, because it definitely seems like at least for me having attended the game awards it definitely is a the, the physical site where they do it and then you know obviously they, they want a bunch of people to be watching it at the same time but it just seemed like we were all in the audience this year and that was a good feeling um and uh that is a number that i'm very curious to see if they that keeps on growing because the growth this year with the game awards was tremendous so um feels good uh blood and ben you seem like two gentlemen that would know what the nico nico net chokaigi 2020 event was
1: <laughs> i know what nico nico is but
3: yeah um uh, i did not watch I'm the not event familiar with but yeah i'm guessing that they just yeah they did their own kind of live streaming thing yeah
0: well it beat the xbox game showcase for most, tweeted about whether that was them doing that tweeting, or whether it was people. tweeting um, The about thing it.
1: that I always like to bring up, like whenever I see something on Nico Nico, I'm not sure. Like, I haven't watched Nico Nico in a long time, so I'm not sure if this is still the case. But like, you'll see messages like from the audience appear on the screen, and you'll just get mm. like, ah, oh! <laughs> it's to say. I'm not sure if it's still That's that way, stuff. but I'm, I'm pretty sure that was a Nico Nico thing.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> This is a character just flying across the screen. Yeah, maybe that's pretty. What it's
1: pretty
0: funny, and that's why a lot of people screaming about Nico Nico. Also, this week, uh, Blood stoked about this. Arcade One Up revealed some new cabinets, including four-player X-Men, Dragon's Lair, and Killer Instinct. And the more Blood learns about this, the more excited he gets.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's interesting because seeing. X Men in particular being re released uh, is pretty mm-hmm. cool, mm-hmm. and then uh, the Killer Instinct cabinet includes not just Killer Instinct but Killer Instinct Two and the Battletoads arcade game. Ooh, um, nice, yeah, and uh, Battletoads Devil Dragon is in there too. I um, re-
1: that that was a game in my childhood. I really like Battletoads Double Dragon a lot. Play it with a neighbor, yeah. Kid. So
3: it's just it's it's interesting because there's like a bunch of these competing like arcade cabinet makers, and it's just such a niche market. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting to see different ones approach it differently because some of them are like, hey, get everything that exists on this one arcade cabinet. And then others are like, we're doing a streaming subscription service. I'm like, what? You're going to stream arcade games? I'm like, okay. okay. Yeah, and then and then these guys do these these kind of uh, miniature cabinets. The one thing that's weird about uh, this set of cabinets is they're pretty much are required to buy like this little footstool for them to go on for them to be the right height um, but uh, but yeah I, I think it's interesting that they're going very much for that like um, that approach of you want this you want people to see this you know like it's about the, the the paint on the side and everything so it's
0: a showpiece dude
3: yeah oh
1: yeah it's got pilgrims out it's I... a good
0: week for game preservation
1: one of my unfulfilled childhood dreams is to have a house that has a room dedicated to arcade cabinets, mm. and it may never happen. But I always think about it. Just get to get the cat never tower out. Never put give the, up. The, yeah, get the cat put, tower out. Yeah, <laughs> put the four player X-Men, right? it's <laughs> They place. have their chance. Yeah. and then and watch then, the then cats. Just like the, yeah. the cats are definitely <laughs> just going to sit on the cabinets for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you just got are going to love it.
0: You just got to teach the cats to work on their uh, colossus skills. Um, b- bad week for hackers. Uh, Niantic won a five million dollars settlement against a hacking group called Global Plus Plus that was hacking all sorts of games. They were hacking the <laughs> That's Harry Potter such game a hacking. Or- yeah. Yeah. Global <laughs> cool. Plus Plus. plus. Cool. Um, it's the word Global <laughs> with two pluses after it. That is my assumption of how you pronounce that. Um, and uh, they were hacking the Pokemon Go and and all a bunch of their oh, games oh, that well. they make. Um, you know. Uh, and Riot Games and Bungie filed a joint lawsuit against Gator Cheats for Destiny 2 and Valorant, respectively. Uh, Sorry, the other way. Valorant for Riot Games and Destiny 2 for Bungie. Um, Gator Cheats is uh, cheating in those games and uh, they're fighting against it, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Epic Games acquired Rad Game Tools, uh, which you might for listeners and viewers might be like rad game tools where have I seen that 10,000 times you see that usually in the credits for games because they make bink mm. oodle and telemetry um, which okay. are are things that uh, regardless of publishers de- publishers or developers a lot of that tech is used in various games it will be continued to use in stuff outside of epic games that stuff of uh, oh. outside of unreal engine 4 and 5 um, I feel
1: like I I see speed tree in every game yeah <laughs>
0: speed tree is really picked up yeah
1: it's um. just everywhere
0: and uh, Epic Games has been you know, buying up a lot of little tech companies like that, so interesting to see, to, to track all of those things. Maybe we will um, uh, add up all of that stuff at some point. Scott Pilgrim versus The World, the game, complete edition, will get physical copies, which is fun. Nice. Cool. Speaking Very of cool. something you can buy and keep in your house to celebrate.
3: Yeah, from limited-run games, so not many of them, but they, yeah. they will exist. Uh, Can't delist that.
0: Stay tuned to the Easy Alice podcast next week, where we will be talking extensively about Resident Evil Village because the showcase will be going up that day on January twenty first, and there will be a closed last gen beta test sign up, uh, presumably the same day. Uh, For
3: what? Yeah, we'll Got see. Code's
1: blood. Yep, yep. Brandon, I'm actually, I'm actually torn because yes. excellent. I'm on the podcast next week, I believe, mm-hmm. and like part of me doesn't want to watch the R eight event because I just want to go in as blind as possible oh sure but I mean I've already I already saw the just uh, mute mute yourself mute. Doing the podcast. Right, yeah. just hop yeah. in later
0: <laughs> watch the live stream you lose your job uh, Pokemon Snap got a release date of April 30th
1: yeah Snap. there you go
0: new Pokemon Snap we'll right? see new Pokemon Snap sorry yeah so we'll see Pokemon Snap Switch uh, so we'll see if that's anybody's pop tart or Toaster strudel. Um, I'm
3: curious it, it probably won't happen but I'd be curious if they throw the N64 game in there somehow too that would be cool Ooh. that'd be great
1: You have to... (laughs) You have to
2: have Amiibos to get it, though. You have to,
1: like, dig up an e-reader, plug it into your Game Boy Advance, figure out how to communicate that with the Switch, and then swipe a special card. You just have to
0: figure out they don't give you a cable or anything.
3: Not as obscure, but it would be kind of fun if, like, you know, you snapped a photo of, like, an N64 controller or something and then it unlocked.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, that would be cool. That's a good idea. Because, you know, Pokemon has a history of consoles being in your in a room so maybe maybe yeah. something along those lines.
0: Global Plus Plus can help you get Pokémon Snap on that Switch. Yeah. Also in April from Nintendo, the English translation of Ask Iwata, the collection of his Q&A sessions will become available. Oh, cool. Very cool. Um, but unfortunately, not happening this year in Japan, Super Nintendo World's February 4th opening day has been delayed indefinitely, which I don't know how I felt about because I'm not in Japan right now. I don't know how things are going for them. It's something where if it opened on February 4th would be like, wow, things are going really well. Way to go. Universal Japan. But also something that once it gets delayed, it's like, of course, you know, we'll probably be expecting more of that happening this year. Speaking of delays, Rider Republic has been delayed to, quote, later this year. Hogwarts Legacy has been delayed to 2022. Um, and not necessarily delayed, but the roadmap has been laid out for uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, all of their new, you know, updates and hotfixes, mm-hmm. uh, free DLC and stuff. The, the very tail end of that will be the next gen versions, which will likely not happen until the end of the summer or maybe two, three, or four. Hopefully, that
2: DLC is like very substantial, like Parts sure. I... of Stone i don't know if it'll be i don't that think it's crazy. that kind of
3: dlc i think it's the stuff that came out before that that, that type of thing but so they
2: like, like with witcher they just had like little free dlc things like, that's what right? i mean i think that's what it like is a little it's, item or something
3: yeah, oh, yeah you get little these little bonuses remember like, anytime they'd like talk up like the 30 free dlcs like yeah that's, that's, the kind that's of true thing. blood you're yeah. right you're right i don't expect an expansion out of this maybe like some short quest line but yeah
0: It's it's funny the roadmap doesn't have months on it, so you kind of have to like print the roadmap out and then put it (laughs) on like a vertical (laughs) chart of the year and be like, August. (laughs) It's hard to tell like where that line sets. Like, eh, just ballpark it sometime in there.
3: They did specifically say that, yeah, both the the DLC and the next gen version were pushed back so that they could work on the patches.
0: Mm-hmm. uh they also
3: had just another really really fun weak apology uh
0: but i'm just so tired of just like i'm not tired yeah, of I'm ragging not a on. Fan
3: of analyzing people's apologies because there's no winning but. yeah
0: and they just uh, one of the things specifically is you know they they kind of dumped on Q&A a little bit they were like those q a testers and it's like those are the last people you should be blaming but, oh yeah what <laughs> but
3: well uh, they specifically <laughs> took the blame at the top and then they made this comment that right. like made it sound like they they're were, not good at it yeah. they're not yeah. good at that
0: uh, Spanish streamer the Gref G or the Grev hit 2.5 million concurrent viewers on Twitch. That is, that's crazy. Far and away the new record. Oh, that record kept getting beat just a little bit here, a little bit there. Uh, that's probably going to hold for a while. Uh, the U.S. Natural Resources Defense Council uh, officially advises PlayStation and Xbox to enable energy savings by default. The U.S. government is telling Sony and Microsoft so that's too much energy. Is or not the government. It was, it was the official. The U.S. National Resources Defense Council is telling these two companies too much power. I don't know
3: anything about this organization, but too much power
0: on these things. Uh, Yeah, those are words I I read through
3: that council. I read through, and they like they're like, oh yeah, you know, instant on or whatever on Xbox. It's like it's automatically turned on, and it provides minimal benefit for users, and should be turned off by default. I'm like, you don't understand what this does to you. (laughs) Like, without this on, then like you 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 turn on Call of Duty, and then it's like, Oh, I've got to wait for an hour for this to download. Like, it's, it's doing a lot of stuff in the background, while it's not being used. And so it's like, yes, energy is a concern. But it's, it's a matter of, you know, one of these things, like, what do you want the thing to do, you know, (laughs) and obviously, Sony and Microsoft want people to be playing games, not sitting waiting for downloads or getting disinterested in playing games. Um, and the same thing with them talking about, like, oh, well, it uses, they use more power when they're turned on than last-gen systems. I'm like, yeah, do you, you see what these things can do now? <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. The only thing that I thought was, very, was interesting uh, that they pointed out is that apparently they use a lot more power than they probably should when they're uh, just streaming Netflix or something huh. compared to other devices. And so I thought that was actually a good of comparison uh, and potentially something that they could do with but they almost made it sound like oh just throw another chip in there that uses less power I'm like that is probably not a solution <laughs> yeah it's
0: rough to tell you know these companies and gamers gotta, gotta use less power uh, as I mentioned Steam uh, submitted their numbers and they're all great uh, two that stood out 21.4% more games were purchased on Steam in 2020 compared to 2019 uh, and uh, on average, every day, they got 62.6 million daily active players. So, Steam is doing okay. Wow. And for those that are familiar with the Lamar Roasts Franklin meme from GTA five, this is one of the earliest Franklin scenes in the game, uh, where Lamar, you know, says some nasty things to him and then walks away. Apparently, there's a mod where you can not only add characters in, so they're adding Dragon Ball characters and all this yeah, stuff, roasting Franklin, but they can do voices. There's one that's, uh, uh, that's Kazuma... Uh, ben And he's, he's literally singing, like, whatever song like, Cosmos sings. Mm-hmm. Um, but Slink Johnson and Sean Fontino, the actors that play Lamar and Franklin from GTA 5, did it in real life. So I think that's, like, I don't know. That's funny. That probably won't be the end of it, but it's a kudos to those guys. They, they they found a house that was the closest-looking house they could find. I imagine it's probably
1: uh, Dame Dame. It I,
0: is. Th- okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it worked out really well. Even when he does, like, Lamar does the little bow at the end. Like, it was the last. It's like line of the song. I very much enjoyed it. Uh, and um, sadly, but a shout-out, poor one out for Mr. Brad Venable, uh, a voice actor you may or may not have heard of uh, from Fire Emblem. He played Costas and Nader. He has also been in other Fire Emblem games, and he was Griffin in Devil may, Fi- Devil may Cry 5. Sadly, passed away last week. He did that right after we recorded the last podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you uh, had not heard about him specifically, it was not reported wildly. You might have seen widely, excuse me, uh, you might have seen voice actors uh, tweeting out an emoji of a candle because uh, they were um, obviously very upset that this had happened, but wanted to wait until the family gave the approval to announce uh, his passing. Um, and so, cheers to Mr. Brad Benable. It is time for love and respect.
2: Love and respect. Love and respect.
0: Mubuhai, allies. What are some sides of the gaming industry that you have little to no knowledge of but are fascinated by? This is from Ben Gesmundo. Under the radar parts of the industry that you're shocked even exist. Like, did you know that there is a healthy Catherine and farming simulator competitive scene? Feeling jolly for unique (laughs) games like Foldit and Endeavor Rx that contribute to scientific research and medicine from sides like the mobile gaming industry and the trends happening there to some little-known gaming events that you occasionally check on. It's always a neat surprise to hear about stuff that makes you realize that the gaming industry that you usually cover is only a part of one giant whole. Love and respect, Inozaki. And Mubuhai is a Filipino greeting, meaning long live. Oh. Mm. So there you
3: go. Um, really? It's funny to put those two things together. It's like something that fascinates you, but you don't know anything about it.
0: Or you hear yeah. about it and then you're like, "Wow, yeah. I, there's no way I'm gonna do all the research on yeah. that." But it's cool that it exists.
3: Yeah, I mean, really I think
1: interesting. Go
0: ahead.
3: The yeah, I just think the, like the last couple of weeks of when we talked about like uh, Eve Online, you know, that's one of those things that like I, I I can't possibly catch up on Eve Online and understand that without just getting rid of all the other video games. Uh, but it's it's certainly fascinating.
1: I know. Almost nothing about RuneScape, but it's so fascinating to me because, like, I I, I had a friend who was obsessed with it. And I, I know so many people, like, are currently and have, or at least in the past, have been, like, obsessed with RuneScape. And I don't even mean this as an insult, but, like, I look at old RuneScape and I'm like, how could anybody be into this? It's like, it just looks, it's like... It looks so primitive that it's, like, hard to understand what's going on, but that fascinates me even further. Like, why do people love this game and, like, some of the stories that they tell and, mm-hmm. like, the encounters that they had? It's, it's really, really interesting to me.
2: Um, one thing, I, it's not necessarily about, like, a specific game, but just hearing developers talk about, like, making, like, something into a graphic on a computer... I have, like, no idea how you, like, <laughs> get there, like, at all. Like, that to me is just so crazy, and I wish I knew more, but it's just, I think it's awesome. I just don't know anything about it. Like, oh, here, let me just make this guy right here. Oh, here's here's Nathan Drake in this game. Here, Here's him moving <laughs> and everything. It's like, holy shit, how'd you do that?
1: <laughs> I love seeing how sound effects are made. And oh, like yeah. that's cool, h- dude. how crazy they have to get, and they're like, "Oh, if I like put this stick into like this slimy stuff and wiggle it around, it'll sound like somebody exploded." Like mm-hmm. I, that stuff's awesome.
0: Shout out to Sweet Justice, former sponsor of the Easy Alliance yeah. podcast. It's fun to see pictures on their website. There's like a giant tank and some dude <laughs> just right next to him. Yeah. Can you do that again? You know, <laughs> that's fun. Because yeah, sometimes Ben, you're you're using something you wouldn't think would be the thing. And then other times right. it's yeah. like, no, that's a helicopter. <laughs> like we went out, and you know, there's only really one thing that sounds like that. Ben, EverQuest is still releasing DLC. Like yeah, still, yeah,
1: like, yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's like you mentioned that. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, 26th
0: DLC or something, 23rd, 26th. Like, Damn, it's nuts. Final Fantasy 11 still online. You know, like really old communities. I mean, my my one that's not. I don't know if it's necessarily something I'm shocked even exists, but like. And I'm probably as the moderator of this podcast, like, you know, uh, probably shouldn't say this for somebody to be like, oh, oh okay, I'm, I'm gonna n- not tune into that podcast anymore, but just esports. I mean, just like, just the idea that, like, I saw in my inbox today, you know, League of Legends is like, all right, season 2021, here we go. And I'm like, cool, I am not
1: like
0: in <laughs> touch with this at all. Um, it's just for the same reason of just like regular sports. It's just something that, like, takes such a commitment you know in the band the fighting game community which is something that you very much but you mm-hmm. know are, are in tune with um so many crazy layers to that um and it's so many names you know that i see so many teams Damn. and and you know trading and um you know so much going on um i so just much stuff like that people just live and breathe every single second of every day
1: i just feel like esports has developed in such a way and you know i could be wrong in this but like it's saying you keep up on esports i think is like pretty difficult just because there are so many communities with so many events going on um and so many players that like you do kind of have to focus on one thing where it's like okay i'm specifically going to focus on fighting games like that's you know what i'm going to watch when i have the time um but i'd be really interested actually like leave a comment if you are like heavily invested in watch tournaments for like multiple games and multiple genres and that kind of thing
0: yeah, I'm curious what the crossover is. If there's people who just love esports, yeah. so they g- give me all of it, or mm-hmm. if they're just like, eh, not really. Um, from EBO show, good day, allies. With every E3 that is coming, gone, we wait for that dopamine feeling of hearing the presenters say, "There's one more thing." Remember Blood E3? That thing you don't want anymore. The current generation I is didn't coming. I say to I don't the- want it anymore. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The current generation is coming to a close. So I thought, can you name that thing from every E3 since 2013 that ended the press conference? This is only for Sony and Microsoft. Thanks, eBay oh, Show. okay. I couldn't do any of this, but yeah, it's just fun no. to remember. From E3 2013,
2: 2013. Uh, Final 13. Fantasy 15 and Kingdom Hearts 3, was that that year?
0: The last thing, the one more thing. Wait,
3: 2013, 2013 for 2013 Sony or Microsoft? For both. So if
0: you can. If, if you
3: can oh, do 2013.
1: Of them. Uh, was, wow. was 2013 Halo for Microsoft? Microsoft was Titanfall. Oh, yeah, or yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, or... I, <laughs> was it? I should know all of these. It wasn't fantasy that was it It's not. Uh, no, Pharmacy's later. Yeah. Was that 2014? I think, I think it's. Yeah, I think it's next year. I think you're right. I could be wrong.
3: It's all blurring well, together. I feel like me. that's probably. 2012 but or I don't think I don't know oh.
1: I don't think Final Fantasy ended it
3: or maybe it's yeah it didn't end it I oh, okay think. but hmm. for, Sony, uh, for 2013
1: was it was it Bloodborne
0: Uh, it was the price no. of the ps4
1: okay was actually
0: the last thing that they wow. announced during the press conference 2014 the last thing fish last thing they showed Microsoft's I mean, Ben's is... got the
3: advantage on us and he's still yeah <laughs> like he what he just watched through all this stuff microsoft's was
0: rough this year. we well, will put it that way. Is this scale down? This didn't scale down. Didn't come out. This I... did.
1: <laughs> oh, was it like crack- was it Halo Five?
0: Crackdown? Crackdown Three.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the last thing they showed. I feel like Halo. They showed off like Halo Five as a closer. Maybe I'm just misremembering.
3: Um, and then Sony was the last Guardian. 2014 would be Horizon, maybe. Also, just, I mean, a massive
0: PlayStation 4 game. You can just maybe list them off, and we'll probably get there. Metal Gear? Also ended 2015, so two years in a row. We got the teaser in 2014, and finally saw the gameplay in 2015. Oh, shoot. Hubert, get it. Was it Uncharted? Uncharted 4. Uh, Oh, sure. Sure, sure, sure. That makes sense. Uh, But for 2015, what did Microsoft show us? Think Red. Just think of the color red. 2015. Skulls. Reds. Gears of War. Gears of War Something. 4. Yeah. Gears yep. 4. Yep, excuse yep, yep, yep. me.
3: No. Um, Gears of War 4. Gears 5. Gears 5. Gears there, 5.
0: there it is. <laughs> uh, E3 2016. I'm so bad at this. Uh, tricky one from Sony. It's a fun one. Brad and I liked it, but not, not Uncharted 4. Days levels. gone? Days gone. Yeah. Um. And Microsoft, again, Halo Wars 2 was the last game, but it wasn't the one last thing. It wasn't the last thing that they talked about or teased. Mm. What year was the story? 2016? 2016. Oh, Xbox One X. Yeah, it was the Scorpio. Or at the time, they called it Scorpio. Um, what ended the 2017 and 2018 Sony press conference? Uh... God of War? It it? S- no. Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Enjoy the ride. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> he walked off stage. Enjoy the ride. Uh, and again, boy, all of these for Microsoft. Well, Gears, 4 was, Gears 4 was fun. Um, and Titanfall, of course. I mean, crackdown was rough. Um, what ended Microsoft's a game that uh, didn't have a great launch? Neither did their 2018 C- game. Sea of Thieves? Um, Dead Rising 4? Both of those games had a better launch than this game. Whoa. Really? Yeah.
1: Um, State of Decay? Yeah.
0: Anthem. Ended the, oh. Uh, the, wow. the Microsoft oh. 2017 press oh my, conference. What is worth? Yeah. Oh, yeah okay.
1: uh, it's funny that you said launch, because if I were to say that, I would say just a bad existence, really. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Never really turned it around. Uh,
0: speaking of bad launches, what ended the E3 2018 Microsoft press conference?
3: Death cyberpunk.
0: Yeah. Uh, what ended the E3 2019 2019- yeah. What ended the E3 2019 Sony press conference
2: uh, Last of Us
0: Wait there's no press conference That's right What oh, ended the, the E3 tricks. 2019 uh, Microsoft press conference So it was 2018
2: The one that forget. was like outside and weird
0: uh, yeah. The Sony one But it was, that was when we finally got to see uh, last uh, of us. Gameplay of uh, What was the last thing On an E3 stage that Microsoft ended with.
1: In 2019, you're asking.
0: 2019. That's Halo Infinite, right? Tis. Yeah. There we go. Thank you for that Ebo show. Andreas Klinthaus, Halo, Halo Allies. So I started playing for the first time Persona 5. Mm. I've just finished mm-hmm. the third palace and I'm enjoying myself quite a bit. For someone who generally doesn't like the genre of games, I didn't realize what kind of story it was going for to the point where I was getting actually angry due to the theme, specifically <laughs> the first place, which is the volleyball teacher. My question is, has there been a game that has angered you, angered you not because of the frustration, but the story it told and how helpless at times you felt? Love and respect, Andreas. The game didn't piss you off because of glitches or gameplay or anything like that, but it just, you were just pissed at like villains yeah. or... Hmm.
3: But it's interesting the way they, they put it, because it's not like they're angry because they hate the story. They just, yeah. They're just they just in the character's shoes. They're just yeah. empathetic, yeah.
0: Hard to watch those, those villains do what they do in Persona 5. But also um, satisfying when you stop them.
1: I would, I would say Last of Us 2 in several ways. Yeah. Uh, I think kind of like the mistreatment that Lev goes through was definitely one of those moments For sure.
0: Max Payne 3 for me. That was a tough one. Mm. (laughs) Because Max makes so many mistakes (laughs) in that game. Like, so many... Every level in that game is because he messed up. Like, every level's like, ah, okay. Now I gotta go do this other thing. I'm just like, Max, come on, man. (laughs) Like,
1: I know you're you're going through a rough patch, but dude, get it together. Yeah, I'd say Last of Us 2. Oh, man, you know what's a good answer? The end of... Well... (laughs) I have to be careful here, but the the end of Half Life Two, Episode Two, you feel pretty damn helpless. <laughs> yeah, it's not. That's not um, necessarily. Yeah, you, you can just say the
0: end of the Half Life universe. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, it's the last thing that ever happened. You know. Well. Um, uh, we'll see.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> final one from Sean Dupree. I got a game for you. Y'all a bunch of cheaters. Let's find mm-hmm. out. I supply the cheat code. You tell me the game bonus. P- the, you tell me the game. Bonus point if you tell me what the cheat code does. Uh, we'll start off with an easy one. I mean, what do you think I'm going to say? Contra? <laughs> there there <Yeah>. you go. <laughs> I didn't even say the code. Yep. yep. Uh, number two. IDDQD.
2: Oh, that's like, is that Doom or is that Quake? Yeah.
1: I would say that's Doom. That's Doom. What's it do? Yeah. Uh, is that God mode? What's the God mode from Doom. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But wait, so the first code was just the Konami code? It was the Konami code. Yeah. Yep. yeah was, but, I mean, was Contra it's, the first
0: one it did? Was, I
3: don't know what was first. There were so many games that used it. That's I mean, Contra I was the definitely like the, like the defining, most famous
1: one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like I know yeah. a bunch of games used it, but I couldn't list a bunch of games. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and then other movie.
1: games that aren't made by Konami reference it as yeah. well. Yeah, course. So Yeah, of uh,
0: A, B, A, C, A, and B, B. That sounds like a
3: Genesis game. A B A C A B. -B. That's the blood code for Mortal Kombat, isn't it?
1: Boom! Yeah, there it is. I was gonna get- but Mortal Kombat was the first thing that came to mind. But I did not think blood code. I love the blood. Blood Got Got the blood code. I I called you Dan. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell am I doing? Daniel. (sighs)
0: B-A-R-R-A-L.
2: Oh. This sounds
3: so familiar. uh, That's Donkey Kong 64. Close. I mean, it might Donkey also Kong be Donkey Country? Kong
0: sixty four. That's Donkey Kong Country. What's it do? I wish I'd known this. I, I don't know. It. I, I I. wonder if it's I use. Like yeah, I would, no. I would imagine it gives you a ton of lives. That's
1: what I would. Fifty say, lives. I guess. Yeah.
3: Fifty lives. Okay.
0: Uh, here's another. I mean, this could have easily been number two, especially considering the 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 panelists this week. Justin Bailey.
3: Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah original it's Metroid. Metroid yeah. And that you start with the you know the swimsuit or whatever and then a specific set of items uh sean said
0: you start at mother brain but maybe or justin bailey and then a bunch of dashes maybe that's a different code
3: yeah no you you have to put the dashes in Uh uh-huh uh i believe blood
0: up l1 triangle right i think we're getting some tough ones
2: that sounds like some like i don't know i'm just i'm waiting for a gta code sounds like
0: tony hawk or something but i don't know um, it's a PlayStation thing, that uh, get, gets you a sweet tooth in Twisted Metal 2. Mm, okay. Uh, here's a fun text one. Every little thing she does. No idea. I, I have no I don't idea. I what the hell that is. Uh, that upgrades your magic in Warcraft 2. Oh, mm, Okay. Haven't played it. Uh, here's a long, extensive one, but at least you can get, at least you know what console it's on. L and R plus up, C right, R and left, R up, up, R and right, up, L and R and C down, L and R and down, L and R and C left.
2: That's just how you do ten eighty and ten eighty snowboarding.
0: I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even know this game had to go. First of all, what's the console?
3: Man, it's N sixty four. N sixty four. Yeah, Turok or something.
0: I d- I spent a lot of time unlocking cheats in this game. I didn't even know you could type them in. I always had to golden to Golden eye, yeah. That's DK mode. Speaking of d- uh, DK, that's big headed mode. Um, right A, right, left, left, right, RB, right, left AY. What a fun, hey? a weird game this is. <laughs> it's
2: like a Super Nintendo
0: game? No, it's what you wanted, Brad. No. You just said you wanted Oh, it. it's GTA? GTA 5. That's Invincibility. That's the one you wanted oh, to learn. Mm. Um,. Boy, every time I would commit those to memory, man. Like playing a piano, I could do those so fast. Dude, I memorized GTA 3 ones at a point. Uh, And finally, uh, first you enter the name Ark, and then you hold Start and L, and then hit X. I got nothing. That gives you Bill Clinton in NBA Jam. Oh. Uh, Did I miss any? Did I miss any you were waiting for? Let me know. Keep it easy, allies. Boston, Sean.
2: You got a GTA one. That's what I was waiting for. There you go.
0: Any other... Boy, blood with the the blood code from Mortal Kombat. Respect. Yeah, it was sick. It is time for bets. Next week's bet. Uh, we're getting that Resident Evil Village uh, showcase. Uh, shout out to Brittany Bombacher, who's going to be hosting that from uh, What's Good Games. Mm-hmm. Um, What's that release date going to be for Resident Evil? I'm just making an assumption. I think we're going to get a release date. We're getting a new trailer. I think there's going to be a release date at the end of that sucker. What is it going to be? And you also have the option, which I'm not sure any of the panelists have done, to say we're not getting a release date on that day. Um, and I'm going to I'm gonna throw a little spice on here. I'm going to add something that we've never done previously on the podcast. If you say, if there's no release date, and we all got this wrong, when the release date announces, I will accept the point, and I will announce it that week once we get a actual release date for Resident Evil Village. But I think before the next podcast, we are going to know. Ben Moore, what's that release date going to be?
1: I'm being overly optimistic. <laughs> it's, I, I put May 15th, and then I was like, no, let's go. Let's that's go my even birthday, more. dude. Hey. April 15th. Yeah. Wee! Uh, right around hopefully. the corner.
2: Shit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I said April 16th. <laughs> wow.
0: Because
1: oh, <God.
2: laughs> no. it's
0: okay. a Friday. Wow, that's funny. Uh, Daniel Bloodworth. I didn't
1: even think about the day of the week.
0: Um, I, think
3: I think we're going October 1st. Pick yeah, the month off right.
0: How did this happen between our two teams, dude? September thirtieth. What? <laughs> what? How did we both? the teams pick the, uh, the dates right now. I'm next feeling to each good each about ours.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah, I was the thinking dude, October, and
0: then I'm like, maybe before October. I don't know. I thought everybody was gonna pick October. We'll see.
1: I mean, it's weird that it's like right on top of Monster Hunter Rise, but I think I just want it to come out in April. Right, that's right. What's informing that bet? I gotta do. A I mean, they've
3: been pretty. They've been going through these Resident Evil games that a pretty good clip. Yeah, yeah they sure. A year, well, and I also looked seven, two, three, and eight. Yeah,
1: RE remake came out, and RE three remake, I guess I should say, came out in um, April. So I was kind of basing it off that. Talk about yourself. I'm doing some counting here.
3: Count, count,
2: count, Village, count, baby. Can't wait to shoot a werewolf, dude. So I'm talking I about. Can't wait to
1: be a werewolf. <laughs>
2: yeah. Sorry, Ethan. Gotta put I you just down. I don't know what
3: this. Yeah, they're doing a beta for, for what? What are we going to beta? Werewolf
2: F- mode. Multiplayer, yeah. isn't it? Resistance 2. I mean, that's the thing. I,
3: they didn't say a Resident Evil 8 showcase. They said a Resident Evil showcase. So I think we're getting more than one game again. But I don't know what's going to be. That
2: was sort of was called. Wait, what was the the multiplayer called? Was it Resistance? No. Yeah, it was Resistance. Okay. Was Resistance, they're going to yeah. do DLC for that game. It's back, baby. Yeah.
1: It seems like there might be multiplayer. There umbrella, will probably definitely be a demo, The of Umbrella
2: multiplayer game is coming back, too. Umbrella
1: Core. Last yeah. week's oh, bet. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim versus The World the Game Complete
0: Edition launched today. Right now, how many different channels are streaming it on Twitch? Michael Huber bet 54. Brad Ellis bet 20. Daniel Bloodworth bet 74. And I bet 12. Uh, clearly... Two of our minds were... I was i was in sync with Brad, and Huber was thinking more uh, what Bloodworth thought. Uh, I counted up, and I stopped when I hit 70. There are many, 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 many more than that. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, sorry to the Scott Pilgrim team around the world, uh, people streaming in English and other languages. Many people are streaming it right now, which feels good. Which brings our scores to... Jovial Penguins zero. Oh, wah, wah, wah. Vociferous Beavers one. <laughs>
2: oh my goodness. It's gonna be a good year. I can feel it. Way to go, blood. Good job.
0: <laughs> we covered that spread and we got that win. All right. Let me tell you about patreon.com slash easy allies, because I'm in a good mood you're going to want to go to patreon.com slash to check out all of the fun stuff that we do that maybe you can't check out on our YouTube channel, maybe you can't check out on our website. There's exclusive stuff. There's lots of information, uh, lots of um, polling for, you know, questions for our various shows, announcements about things that happen. Uh, so there's a lot of information that you can get. It's also where you would go to primarily financially support us. Obviously, this has been a very difficult year. Um, people have been struggling, and a lot of people are still supporting us on Patreon uh, at some very high levels, the highest level, the shout-out tier, which we will get to in just a second. But thank you to everybody supporting us on Patreon, and I would be extremely grateful if you would just go and check it out, if you have not already. The following people definitely have. They've been with us for a while. At the shout-out tier. Blood, you're going first. I'm going after you. Ben, you're going after me. And Brad, last but not least, a huge shout-out to Caleb Toki Crawford, L. Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Stephen Thomason, and Nick. shout out
1: out. shout out
0: out. right on daniel bloodworth you won the bet you get to promote any easy allies video you'd like to promote you get the final word on anything you've disagreed with want to reiterate or just popped into your
3: head and you get to sign off with your trademark sign up
0: go teammate go teammate go
3: (laughs) Yeah, so i was looking to see so what we got what's going to be good uh i want to go with that uh that hitman 3 preview yeah. Uh, that uh, Ben and Huber did, you know, uh, getting a little early hands-on with that game, um, and I think, you know, it, I think Hitman is one of those games that it definitely, to my mind, it feels kind of underappreciated because I've never dived into it, um, and I, but yeah. from a distance, like I, I can definitely, you know see like all the craziness uh that, that game has going on and the complexity and everything. And well, I think it's part of it. It's kind blood, of a stressful for to
0: watch because the, the, oh, the, the commentary in the gameplay, it's like I can see the wheel I can see the wheel spinning like the entire time I'm watching the gameplay. <laughs> like I can see just in the way he's bobbing and like the way the camera's looking at objects, like, okay. That's yeah. me. That's my game. Awesome. That's my game. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> complex. A lot of, oh, lot of blood. information in that preview.
1: I I know this is like you're sign off but i'm so happy that you say that because the the quality of those games certainly is not matched the appreciation and like please give it a chance like it it's definitely a little bit intimidating but i think with mission stories and stuff they do a good job of easing you in and those games are fantastic yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
3: um and then for final word um yeah i'll just reiterate um you know the that need for you know our our patreon support and just you know remind everybody that you know we we are here uh because of you because of our viewers and uh, we want to provide as much as we can uh free to our audience but it, it does still need to be paid for so um head on over to, to patreon.com you know there's been a lot of people who in this past year who have had to lower support or have lost work or whatever and uh so just you know, consider consider hopping in there and joining in and keeping this train running. And we will see you before the next Blood Moon Rises.
1: Well, Old, Old Republic is, is much, much, much sooner than... Old Republic.